You're listening to Football Friday Night On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with high school football scores, updates, and news by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. No Bo Bagley for back-to-back weeks. It's Adrian Broaddus here, along with Paul McKinnon. We're getting you ready for the busiest weekend of Football Friday Night yet. It's week 11, playoff implications on the line all across the city of El Paso, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun today here on this show. Paul, appreciate you joining as always. Uh, Bo Bagley back in action next week. Can't wait for that. But, uh, yeah, this one should be a lot of fun, as we've heard from some of our reporters early on. Yeah, without a doubt, because there's just so many things going on. In fact, tonight, every game that we have a reporter at, there are playoff implications. If one team wins and the other team loses or the other team wins and that first team loses, it changes how the playoffs are going to shake out for next week. Uh, for I'd say one of the few times we really have a better idea of uh, where people are going to be. We know who's going to travel. We know who's still going to be here. The top two seeds in 5A and 4A, well, 4A usually goes neutral. Although, Adrian, this is news, a lot of these guys are talking talking about flipping for home and home. Wow. Riverside was trying to work something out, I heard, uh, talking to, to the Clint AD and uh, just touching base with Mountain View. They might wind up doing uh, something similar. Uh, maybe a part of it because uh, haven't had trouble maybe finding uh, some neutral sites, getting to it a little bit late, and some places are a little piled up. Sol Ross not as accommodating maybe as they've uh, been in years past. But as far as the 5A goes, we know that the 1s and the 2s in both the Super 5A and the regular 5A, the two 5As that are in town, 1-5A and 2-5A, the 1 seeds will host, the 2 seeds will as well, the 3 and 4s travel, except for that weird District 2-5A uh, Division two. We'll talk about that later, I guess. Yes, most definitely. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right to the weekly rundown uh, and, and tell you all the reporters that we have across the city of El Paso. In our Cisco Movers game of the week, it's Pebble Hills taking on Franklin. Brandy the Iceman Cone will be out at Cougar Stadium to cover that one. The Frank uh, Franklin comes into this one seven and two on the year, and Pebble Hills coming in at six and three, five and one in district play. Franklin unblemished in district play on the year. Americas takes on. Eastwood, Steve Escajeda back in action. So excited that he'll be back with us. He's got this game. The the winner of this one gets into the playoffs. Simply put, uh, that that's the case for these two teams right here. Del Valle taking on Chapin. This is a huge one. Alex Nicolas on the coverage for this one. Chapin coming in on a six-game win streak. Del Valle 8-1 on the season, 2-0 in district play. Winner will take the district, uh, the Super 5A, uh, one five, uh, the 5A1 in, in that district crown. Jaime Chavez will have Canyotillo at Horizon. Another district title on the line as uh, the Eagles travel to take on the Scorpions, the Eagles on the year, they are the second. They are tied to be the hottest team uh, in the city of El Paso. They've won six straight, three and zero in district play, eight and eight and one on the year as well. Rea Douta will be out at Parkland. Hanks should be an interesting one to uh, claim that final spot uh, of the playoffs in that district as well. JD Sursley will be out at El Paso at Burgess. The Burgess Mustangs coming into this one six and three on the year, four and one in district play in El Paso right now, trying to play spoiler. Out of the playoff picture, they're two and three in district play and three and six on the year. Bowie takes on Austin the, uh, tonight as well. Joey Panisi out of that game tonight. And uh, our Isaiah Ramirez back in action. Bel Air hosting El Dorado for a key district matchup. Also, a couple other uh, games that are going on across the city of El Paso we'll keep you posted with. Socorro taking on Coronado. You got San Eli taking on Clint. Fabens squaring off against Mountain View. And Anthony uh, pay, uh, playing, uh, actually 
Keith Anthony taking on Alpine, uh, and we'll get you posted with some of those scores as we get them uh, here on Football Friday Night. Uh, we will we will uh, kind of preview some of the playoff outlooks for these different districts, Paul. We'll start off with the 6A ranks. Uh, this is a huge one because both of these uh, matchups between um, Pebble Hills and Franklin, America's Eastwood, can have so many implications when it comes to playoffs. Yeah, without a doubt. You heard Brandon Cohn uh, uh, talk in his preview. He said it might be kind of confusing. Well, it absolutely is. It took me three times to explain it to Brandon before he even got it. So uh, what we're looking at is uh, if Franklin wins tonight, they're going to be the top seed in District 16A. Eastlake will be the two. Pebble Hills will be the three. And the winner of the America's Eastwood game will be the four. But if that doesn't happen, that's where things get strange. Pebble Hills just a game back tied with Eastlake of front-running Franklin. If Hills wins this game, all of a sudden, we're going to have three teams. Eastlake already, they beat uh, Coronado last night. Uh, all, we're going to have three teams at 6-1. and one. And if that's the case, what uh, 6A does, they're the only ones that do it now. Maybe the only ones in the state, as now the 5As have adopted the 14-point um, differential system. They'll flip coins, and that's something that's going to happen tomorrow morning, I assume, at YISD. So if Pebble beats Franklin tonight, we're not going to have the entire playoff picture until they break out those coins and give them a flip at about 8 o'clock in the morning. So uh, if you're a, fran a fan of uh, uh, clarity, you're rooting hard for the Franklin Cougars, whether or not you even went to that school Adrian brought us. <laughs> I, see, yeah. I see what you're saying there, see, Paul. See I, I got you. Good job. Uh, what about Eastwood Americas? This one has a lot of playoff implications as well. It absolutely does, again, in, in 6A. And the reason is 6A, again, is the only district – that has a everybody has big school and small school, but they're already separated into in, into their divisions. There are sixteen super five A schools uh, districts, sixteen super uh, regular five A districts throughout the state of Texas. In six A, it's different. There are thirty two districts. Obviously, we're one six A, and if you go out to thirty two six A, that's where Franklin running back Miles McWhorter was last year playing uh, for Los Fresnos. So there are 32 of those districts. Four playoff teams are coming out of each district. And what they do is they say, okay, of these four teams, which two are most attended? Which ones have the most kids? And in the case of 16A, the Franklin Cougars are one of those four teams. And here's where America's and Eastwood comes in. Because America's would be the second most attended team left amongst the five that are fighting wow. for four playoff spots. So if America's beats Eastwood tonight, they get into the playoffs. So what does that mean? Well, that means Pebble Hills, which is currently a big school, gets pushed down to the small school because you can only take two teams. On the other side, if Eastwood gets in, the only school of, of the five remaining teams that has uh, fewer students than they do, uh, that would be uh, Eastlake. So if Eastwood gets in, they automatically become a small. Pebble Hills is going to get stuck up in the, uh, in the big. I don't mean stuck. I'm sure they'll ha they're happy wherever they can be. But they could be a big school. They could be a small school. They're the swing school. And that's what's uh, uh, waiting on, uh, on America's Eastwood. And oh, by the way, if there is that three-way tie and either America's or, uh, or Eastwood wins, when that coin flip comes, what they're going to wind up doing, what, what, what a lot of districts do, and I know what, the, what the, the, the Permian District has always done, is just say, okay, well, for instance, Odessa and Midland, or, or uh, ex-Midland Lee, Midland Legacy are playing tonight. What they'll probably wind up doing is just saying, okay, uh, you know, Permian beat, beat, beat Legacy, so we're just going to put them, they're both in the big, so we'll make Permian the one, we'll make Legacy the two. That's what they do. What they're supposed to do, according to uh, a directive from the UIL, talk to all three ADs, 
all three of the big 80s in, uh, in El Paso, and they all agree what they're supposed to do is seed the teams first. So if we have that three-way tie, their job is to break the tie with those coin flips. And what could happen is, okay, maybe Franklin wins the flip. If they do, they'll be the one seed. And then you take the, the other two teams, Eastlake beat Pebble Hills. That makes Eastlake the two, Pebble Hills the three, and whomever wins the, four, uh, wins the Eastwood game uh, becomes the fourth. Well, then, then after you've seeded them, now you go down the line. Okay, Franklin won the flip. We'll take them, and they're our big one seed. And next is Eastlake. Well, they're a small school anyway, so they're the highest rated. They'll become the number one small school. Uh, to cut to the chase, Franklin could lose to Pebble Hills tonight and get in the three-way flip tomorrow for first place, win that flip, and still be the number one seed in big school. And Pebble Hills, uh, assuming Eastwood wins tonight, and would have beaten them and still wind up the two seed. And, and I'm telling you, at least the districts around us, they're not doing that. But uh, this is uh, what, what our guys are told they're supposed to do, and it's what they're going to do. Hopefully, like I said, if you're a fan of Clarity, just root for Franklin. And also uh, root for a, a pen, a pencil, not a pen in this situation because, uh, yeah, I hope you were taking notes at home right there. Let's talk Super 5A. Del Valle Chapin, El Dorado, uh, Bel Air, all four make the playoffs, obviously. Only four teams in the district. Uh, how is this one shaking out? Well, yeah, it had to do with, uh, we touched on Tascos already. Tascos was going to be the one seed. They've been killing everybody all year until they got to Lubba Cooper last night. Uh, lost their quarterback, B.T. Daniel, but he went down the third quarter uh, nastily, a broken leg. He's, he's going to be done, so, you know, uh, maybe they're like the, 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 the damaged lamb. I don't know if you call Tascos of that. They, they usually do pretty well uh, through the region. But uh, no starting quarterback in, in an offense that loves to grind the football out. So they're going to have a new QB as of next week. So, so maybe there's a target on them now. But with them going down, uh, they were the one seed, and they were expecting to take the, the loser of tonight's uh, El Dorado-Bel Air game. We're expecting them to come up and see them. Well, now it's going to be the winner of El Dorado-Bel Air because Tascos has sw- uh, slipped down to the two seed with a loss. Lubbock Coronado now becomes a one seed. We thought Coronado would probably probably become an El Paso. No longer. They're going to host. They will take the loser of that Del Rado, uh, Dorado-Bel Air game as the one seed. We told you the ones and the twos host, the threes and the fours travel, and uh, that's pretty much the way it's going to be. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the one five A ranks, and uh, let's start off with Canyonia Horizon. Winner of this game gets the district. But uh, what does this mean for playoff implications? Well, well unfortunately, uh, due to what we'll call a gentleman's agreement in the city, one five A is really going to get hosed this year. As long as there, remember, there's a three way tie in District two five A among. Uh, well, let's put them in the order that they're ranked point differential wise. Andrus is the is the number one seed, even though they're all tri champions. And if they all win tonight, they will all get uh, you know get those nice little trophies. Everybody's a winner these days, I guess. So uh, Andrus the one seed. Austin's in that tie. Also, they'll be the two seed. And Burgess in that tie, uh, looking for a third straight uh, district ca- crown. The Burgess Mustangs are. That's never happened in their school history. They would be the three seed due to that gentleman's agreement that was brokered in town. Why I'm not sure. But if you are a district champion, regardless of your seed, we just told you their seeds, one, two, three, but they're all district champions. And due to the fact that they are all district champions, they all get to host. The only team in 1-5A that's going to host a bi-district game is the winner of Canyon Teal Horizon. Wow. Everybody else is going to travel. The loser, if all the two 5As win again, the loser will travel to Burgess, the three seed. That's the loser of Canyon Teal Horizon. The loser of Canyon Teal Horizon will go to Mustang Stadium, assuming everything holds to form in District 2-5A. Andrews, Burgess, Austin all win. 
So, yeah, yeah, it's strange. Strange but true. Uh, I don't know how much longer this thing will last. Uh, if I'm a 1-5-A, I'm a little frosty, but, hey, you put your name to it. Could you imagine if Kenya uh, Tio goes to uh, goes to Burgess and takes them on for another game in the playoffs? That, that could absolutely happen, and that's what we had week one. It was a pretty good game. That's L.J. Right. Martin was the boss in that one, and so was the Kenya Tio defense. I, I look at it even even differently. What if we had this arrangement throughout the state, and then when we had things like like Tesco's and Cooper last night? Oh, Tesco's lost last minute. Now there's three champions. It would look like the fix was in, right? Right? Absolutely. Well, so so let's move over to 1-5-A because this district can get maddening when you really look at it in some ways that it could shake up. Now, of course, if we've got most things uh, going up to chalk like we think they could go, it might not be as messy. But if it gets messy, uh, this one could be an interesting district in the way it could shake out. Yeah, if we're still talking about uh, a 1-5-A, down at the bottom of that, is uh, Asleta, Parkland, and those teams look to be playoff teams, uh, but both one-win teams. Asleta has a win. Parkland has a win. Parkland plays the Hanks Knights tonight, 0-3, Knights traveling to Parkland. Doesn't look good for the extremely young Knights. They've been overmatched against uh, most teams throughout the season. But if they find some way to pull a rabbit out of their hat, not only if they beat the Parkland Matadors, but they got to beat them by 14 or more points. If they do that, we will have a three-way tie among Asleta, Parkland and Hanks, due to the point differential system, they all would have beaten this, uh, each other badly. This is a theoretical. And, again, we would go to coin flips on Saturday morning at YASD, and we would pull two playoff teams out of that, and uh, one team would go bye-bye. So the Hanks Knights, if they want to beat Parkland by more than 14 at the bull ring, then they got a shot at the playoff still, however slight. What about two five A? This is the big. This is an interesting one too. I mean, we kind of previewed it a little bit with Andrews, Austin, Burgess, and Jefferson. Uh, at least the way it stands right now. But what if this one gets messy? Yeah, I would say the only thing right. Uh, you got to like Austin against against Bowie and Burgess El Paso. They have a six six game winning streak against El Paso High. Uh, El Paso High without their quarterback Jerry Chidas went down. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, didn't play last week, and I don't I don't believe he's getting on the field tonight. We'll hear from uh, uh, JD on that one, but. Uh, yeah, Andrus Jefferson's the only one. If Jefferson winds up beating Andrus, uh, again, a pretty big if at uh, Andrus Eagle Stadium, Andrus would fall from the first seed, which we just spoke of, all the way down to the fourth seed. Wow. And Jeff would slide into the three. And then we would have co-champs. And, you know, that's what 1-5-A is rooting for because they'd get one of those, one of those uh, hosted by district games back. Yeah, most definitely. Well, a lot of great playoff implications on the line, Paul, and a lot of great games that are taking place uh, across the city of El Paso. We're going to waste no time. We're going to take a timeout right now. Then we're going to start doing the roundup and and getting to all of our reporters across the city of El Paso. Stay with us as Football Friday Night continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, Adrian Broaddus along with Paul McKinnon here. Football Friday night. Let's get started. A lot of games to get to. Let's waste no time. Uh, let's go out to our phone lines and welcome on uh, Brandon the Iceman Cone. It's the Cisco Movers game of the week. Pebble Hills taking on Franklin. Brandon, take it away. 637 remaining here in the opening quarter. and Pebble Hills is taking an early 7-0 lead over Franklin. Pebble Hills marches right down the field on the Cougars defense. On a 12-play drive, they complete as quarterback Ochoa ends up calling his own number, scoring on the one-yard keeper. The PAT is good, making it Pebble Hill 7 and nothing. But just as I'm speaking, Franklin, with their prolific offense, already in Pebble Hill's territory at the Pebble Hill's 40 and driving all the way down to the 30 on a pass and completion. There is a fumble, though. We'll see if Franklin ends up recovering it. And as of now, 
it appears, and I'm trying to see if they're going to end up recovering it, it looks like the Cougars have recovered the fumble and all the way down to the Pebble Hills 30. 6-14 in the opening quarter here at Cougar Stadium. Pebble Hills 7, Franklin nothing. Appreciate it, Brandon. Thank you so much in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Again, Pebble Hills on top of Franklin, 7 to nothing. Going out to another game, it's Steve Escajeda, who has Americas and Eastwood. Early scoring in this one as well. Go ahead, Steve. Thanks a lot, guys. With uh, 6.23 left to go in the first quarter, Eastwood just scoring on a quarterback, uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew Martinez, scampering from 17 yards out to make it now 13 to nothing. Uh, this following a 53-yard touchdown run by Sam Lopez on Eastwood's opening drive. Uh, again, to make it 7 nothing early. So, for it's been all troopers. Uh, let me just let you know what happens here on the extra point. The snap, the hold, the kick, and it is good. 14 nothing. And in the early going, uh, when you think of Eastwood, you think of passing. Not so much so far. They've only had the ball twice so far. 134 yards on the ground for Eastwood. Sam Lopez, three carries, 172 yards, and a touchdown. Because following that 53-yard touchdown run on their ensuing position, Lopez uh, broke through with a 60-yard run to put each foot on the uh, America's 17-yard line. Then on the next play, again, Andrew Martinez keeping it and running it in from there. He's what, again, averaging 44 points a ball game, 541 total yards per game. Boy, I'm telling you what, we're halfway through the first quarter and they're well on their way. 6 3 to go in the first. Eastwood, 14. America's nothing. Appreciate it, Steve. Thank you so much. Great to have you back in the mix uh, this week. And uh, wow, early on, Eastwood on top of America's 14 to nothing. That's an interesting one there, Paul. Yeah, punched him in the mouth right off. And America's the team that wants to grind it out. Uh, the big quarterback, uh, Mark Moore. Remember, they haven't had uh, Caesar Drennan in the backfield. But the Gomez Scott kid had his best game a week ago against, you know, maybe the best team in the city. Franklin went for 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, first time he's gone over the century mark. So, you know, America's look like they were ready. Remember the discussion we had at the end of last week? Does America say, okay, we played with the best team in the city? Uh, East Lake, I think, would argue, as Mike Canutillo. And, uh, you know, we, we should have kicked their keister we did we just let them get away do you carry that over into the next week and say hey we're pretty good or do you say hey i can't believe that we let that game get away and it uh, affects your performance early on eastwood's hit them with with a with a you know a couple of scores let's see what america's has in the old uh, tank District title on the line out of the Super 5A ranks. It's Del Valle taking on Chapin. Early scoring action from this game. Let's go out to our reporter, Alex Nicolas, with the coverage from this one. Alex, go ahead. 6.57 left here in the opening quarter, and Chapin takes the early lead with an impressive 12-play, 75-yard drive that took 2.56 off the clock. That was the opening drive of the game. Scoring play would be at the 9.04 mark where Mason Standifer would hit Anthony Rivera for a three-yard touchdown pass. Touchdown pass number 39 of the season for Standifer. Touchdown reception number 18 for Rivera. Very impressive drive there. Standifer was 4 of 7 for 44 yards passing on that opening drive. 6.57 left in the opening quarter. Chapin with an early 7 nothing lead over Del Valle. 
Appreciate that, Alex. Great stuff as always. And, man, Chapin off to an early lead there, Paul. Rivera's been on fire. You know, he, he teams uh, with a nice little combo there. Standifer throws it all over the place. Remember Rivera, though, on defense as well. Four interceptions a couple of weeks ago. So, as I said, uh, about the last four or five games, once R- Rivera has kicked in as, as a viable weapon through the air, uh, this, this Chapin team's really taken off. Most definitely. Let's go out to another game that has district title implications on the line. It's Canutillo facing off against Horizon. Some scoring action from this one early on. Uh, right now, let's go out to the coach, Jaime Chavez, who's got the coverage for this one. Go ahead, coach. 132 left in the first quarter at Horizon Scorpion Stadium. is Canutillo 7 and Horizon nothing. Canutillo's LJ Martin, the 16-yard touchdown run. The extra point was good. And Martin helped help, uh, set up that touchdown run, giving his team good field position. And that kept uh, uh, a 40-yard punt return, uh, Martin, into Horizon uh, territory. That one capped a four-play, 28-yard scoring drive. Martin, thus far, he's got uh, three carries and 23 yards rushing. And uh, L.J. Martin, 21 rushing touchdowns on the season. 113 left in the first quarter now. Canutillo's just fumbled the ball and looks like they're going to give the Horizon good field position. Once again, with the 113 left in the first quarter at Scorpion Stadium, it's Canutillo 7 and Horizon nothing. Thank you so much, Jaime. If you get another good score, uh, call, give us a call on the hotline as we continue here on Football Friday Night. Wow, Kenny Teo on top of Horizon early on 7 nothing. A little turnover right there. Let's see if the Scorpions can take advantage of this one uh, moving forward in this game. Let's go over to the next game. It's out uh, with Ray Adauto. Hanks taking on Parkland. Interesting matchup here out of the 5A ranks as well. Go ahead, Ray. With 521 uh, left in the First quarter, the score is the Parkland Matador 6, the Hanks Knights 0. This was a 28-yard TD pass to Demetrius Press Daniels, and the PAT was no good. Now, this game is really uh, what coaches told me earlier as a building coach. Building a game, I should say, needed for next year is what they both said. Both teams suffered COVID injuries, uh, and they've got a learning process going on right now with a bunch of sophomores out on the field. However, both of them are very optimistic about their prospects, not only for tonight, but as well as for the coming year. Hanks is going to uh, evaluate for next year as well, so tonight could be a preview of maybe future championships. I want to do. I want to point out that uh, Parkland's number 23, Isaiah Beasley. He is a animal tonight. He has kept uh, seven carries so far, and uh, just quite honestly, uh, doing the offense for Parkland High School. So awesome, with, awesome, uh, Ray. Four fifty-two left in the first quarter to score. Parkland six. Hank Hero. Appreciate that, Ray. Thank you so much. Parkland on top of Hank, six to nothing. Let's go out to Jeremy Caronco, who's joining us next. Jefferson at Andrus. Jeremy, take it away. Five thirty-one. First quarter. It is Andrus seven and Jefferson zero with the ten-yard touchdown run at the five fifty mark. First quarter. Malcolm Anderson. He gets his tenth of the year, and it's Andrus rolling early as we expect. Fifty-two yards on five plays in just two minutes and ten seconds for Anderson. Hey, getting the starts under center, the senior star, Jeremiah Cooper, Iowa State-bound player in a senior night here tonight, getting the ball under center. We haven't seen Duncan yet, guys. We haven't seen him under center. We'll see if it's just a senior night start. Give give the seniors some some mojo there to get them on the start, get them running, and he's up to 30 yards on three carries to start this ballgame. So 
Jefferson. We know what's at stake for them tonight. They can pull off an upset and shake things up mightily in 2-5-A. It's a cluster jam at the top. Andrews looking to share the district if they're bringing to win out as the top three seeds all played tonight. So 5-19 first quarter. Jefferson on an early start. It's 7-0 over Jeff. Great job, Jeremy. Really appreciate you joining us as always, man. Thank you for the coverage. And Andrus on top of Jefferson, 7 nothing. we got some real-time action going on out at Cougar Stadium. Brandon the Iceman Cone joins us for our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Brandon, take it away. 2.23 remaining opening quarter, and it's uh, the Cougars of Franklin, 7-7. Seven to seven. Pebble Hills and Pebble Hills driving right now. They are at the 20-yard line of Franklin. It's a keeper by the quarterback, Ochoa, gets all the way down to the 5-yard line. Gael Ochoa, 147 carries coming into the game, 910 yards, 17 rushing touchdowns, as that brings up now a first and goal for the Spartans now. The way the game became tied is Franklin on their first possession. They only take 50 seconds to score on a four-play drive. The quarterback, Bird, finds his bread and butter wide out. Bo Sparks on a 30-yard touchdown. That's 14 touchdowns on the year for Sparks, and they end up tying the game up. And here's another keeper by Ochoa. Ochoa gets down to the two-yard line. That'll bring up a second and goal. As I was noting, Bo Sparks, a spectacular 30-yard touchdown reception. That's his 14th touchdown of the year. Over a 1,000 receiving yards on the season now for Bo Sparks. And Franklin wastes no time. This is going to be a scoring frenzy tonight, folks, as now here we go as it is Ochoa in the shotgun. He's at the, oh, it's a bad snap, and that snap all the way down to the 15-yard line, and Franklin on top of it. We'll see if they're able to recover it. And, yes, they do. Franklin with a huge turnover. Horrible snap. The snap goes about 10 yards out of the hands of Ochoa. And the Cougars with a huge turnover. First one of the game. One fifteen remaining opening quarter at Cougar Stadium. We have the Cougars 7, Pebble Hills 7. Awesome stuff, Brandon. Thank you so much. Real-time action coming up uh, for Brandon the Iceman Cone in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Pebble Hill 7, Franklin 7. Going back to the phone lines right now, let's welcome on J.D. Sursley for the first time, El Paso, taking on Burgess in this uh, this matchup tonight. J.D., take it away. 2.15 left in the first quarter. El Paso High just tried to pull off a fake punt, which terribly... Um, did not happen. Mustang Burgess, 14, El Paso High, 0. Uh, the first drive for Burgess, uh, channeling their Philly special, so to speak, Ray Campos with the reverse pass, throwing touchdown to quarterback Andrew Rutledge, and then Tavares Jones being Tavares Jones, already 135 yards for the game, just in two drives, uh, with the second touchdown being at 49 yards. 2.06 left in the first quarter. And I do have to mention that Jerry Chayes for El Paso High did start, but uh, two previous possessions ago he fumbled sack, uh, possibly got re-injured because now Jesus Pena did the last drive. And it is Burgess 14, El Paso High 2.06 left in touchdown Burgess. Um Wow, so we got another game break, touchdown. So now two minutes left, uh, Burgess 20, El Paso High 0. Appreciate that, JD. Thank you so much. Let's keep it moving right now. Bowie at El Paso, excuse me, Bowie at Austin. Joey Panisi is out at this one. Joey, take it away. Yes, from Austin's R.E. McKee Stadium with 118 left in the first quarter. It's now Austin 21. 
buoy zero. Uh, it's been Austin more than we thought it would be Austin. Uh, Austin started off receiving the kick, uh, two plays to Jaden Wilson, their star running back. He got snuffed for a loss. So then Coach Pichardo from Bowie decides to counter to um, Israel Luna, and he rips off 40 yards on the very next play. Well, the next play after that, um, Bowie doesn't go for the bait. They give it to Jaden Wilson, and he rumbles in from 31 yards out with 9.53 left. That's Jaden Wilson's 11th touchdown of the season. Then with 6.55 left from the 10-yard line, they fake the ball to Jaden Wilson and hand it to Israel Luna, and he scampers in 10 yards out on a sweep. That's uh, senior Israel Luna's sixth TD of the season. And then with 3.53 left in the first quarter, Gabriel Lugo, a senior, scored his second touchdown of the year on a seven-yard TD sweep. At this particular point, oh, and Austin just, <laughs> just scored again. Boys, I missed it. They're getting ready to kick the point after. I'll have that on the next update as to who scored. But it's getting pretty ugly out here. Uh, 35 seconds left in the game, and it's 28-0 Austin over Bowie from R.E. McKee Stadium. Appreciate that, Joey. Thank you so much. I think you meant 35 seconds left in the first right yeah. there. But assume. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Hey, uh, we got we got some real-time action calling in right now. Uh, but before we do that, let's get out to our guy, Isaiah Ramirez, back in action. So happy for him uh, coming back with us on Football Friday Night. It's El Dorado taking on Bel Air in a key uh, district matchup. Isaiah, go ahead. Thank you, guys. One minute and 17 seconds remaining in the first quarter. El Dorado is leading Bel Air 14-0. As Paul mentioned earlier in the show, this game does have playoff implications with the winner taking the three seed and going to play Amarillo Tascosa, with the loser going on to take on Lubbock Cooper um, on the road. So far in this game, it has been two rushing touchdowns for the Aztecs, the first one coming on the first drive by Thomas Nelson uh, Benson with a 25-yard rushing touchdown. Um, and just before you, right before you guys call me, about three seconds prior to that, El Dorado scored again on a rush. It was uh, quarterback Quincy Estrada who's been doing well on the ground tonight for the Aztecs. So far, he has seven uh, attempts on 49 yards rushing for the Aztecs coming into the game. He had 331 yards, second leading rusher on the team so far. Uh, for Bel Air, uh, last week they had a quarterback rotation with Jason Smith and uh, quarterback. I'm sorry, Nolan Moreno going down, so Jason Smith took over. Um, so far in the game, they have put in their leading rusher, Nicholas Chavira, who came into the game with 1,000 yards rushing on the ground. He has been under center thus far for the Highlanders. Um, once again, with 1 minute and 16 seconds remaining in the first quarter, it is El Dorado leading Bel Air 14-0. Awesome stuff, Isaiah. Thank you so much for that one. And, Adrian, any talk about maybe a three-way tie at the bottom of uh, District 15A? Well, the Parkland Matadors doing everything they can to uh, not make that happen. We already heard Crest had a 28-yard touchdown reception. Well, they just added a uh, 42-yard run. I thought that was by – actually, it was Dante Lewis, a 42-yard touchdown reception. And after a fumble, Anthony Carrillo, the backup running back, goes in from 20 out, still tag into the first quarter. Parkland out on top of Hanks. 20 to nothing. Remember, if Parkland beats Hanks, Parkland grabs the three seed in the district, and Asleta sends them a big thank you letter and a wet kiss because they grab the fourth and final playoff spot in that district. Speaking of another district, or actually that same district, it's Canyon Tio and Horizon. We got some real time action coming from the coach, Jaime Chavez, who's going to bring us the latest. Go ahead, Jaime. 9.25 left in the half at the Scorpion Stadium. It is a tie ball game. Canyon Teal 7 and Horizon 7. Canyon Teal quarter, or 
Yeah, then you're a running back. L.J. Martin has a 16-yard touchdown run, his 21st rushing touchdown of the season. And then Horizon comes back after Canutillo fumbles at their own 30. Horizon cashes in as quarterback Jacob Quijas fires an eight-yard touchdown pass to Ernie Garcia. The extra point is good. Quijas is four of five thus far, 61 yards passing. Martin, four carries, 23 yards rushing. So 8.49 left in the, in the half. At Horizon Scorpion Stadium, tie ball game. Horizon seven, Kanye Thiel seven. And Gomez had a touchdown reception last week as well. I think this only makes three for him on the season, which tells me Horizon knows the playoffs are coming. It's time to break out the back section of uh, the playbook and let's get it, uh, Mr. Garcia, the explosive runner, uh, involved in the passing game. Hey, uh, this is also a very key and significant game for L.J. Martin trying to eclipse 2,000 rushing yards on the season. Yeah, without a doubt, and I think he's the only guy who's going to get there. Uh, everybody else is a little ways behind. Garcia started the night at 1,462 yards. I believe he's in second place. Yeah, so in a class of his own, uh, L.J. Martin. And this from our Steve Escada out at Eastwood Trooper Stadium. When it rains, it pours for the uh, America's Trailblazers. Andrew, Mart- Andrew Martinez, five-yard touchdown pass to Aaron Rodriguez. You know, Eastwood has a bevy of receivers. Rodriguez, one of them, five-yard touchdown. They are up 21 to nothing now. If you're a tra- uh, Trailblazers fan, I guess you're just hoping, well, they killed Franklin last week and collapsed in the second half. Maybe this week it's just just the reverse, and they can break out the fishing rod and reel them in the in the second half. Wow, twenty one zip Eastwood on top of Americas. Uh, let's run down the scoreboard right now, and then we'll take a timeout and then uh, check back in with all of our reporters across town. It's Pebble Hills and Franklin locked in seven seven Eastwood on top of Americas twenty one to nothing. Chapin on top of Del Vias seven nothing. Canyonteo and Horizon locked in seven seven. Parkland's uh, twenty. 20. Hanks nothing. Andrus on top of Jefferson, 14 zip. Burgess with a 21, 20 to nothing lead over El Paso. Austin leading Bowie, 28 to nothing. How about El Dorado with a 14 zip lead over Bel Air? And uh, one other score to get to Montwood leading Socorro, 14 to 7. Paul, any other scores that you've got on your end? Uh, well, the only thing, uh, we can throw some uh, quick out-of-town scores at you. Yeah, obviously, last night, Abilene beat uh, San Angelo Central in District 26A. 49-14, all that means is uh, they get themselves into a three-way tie. If Permian winds up beating Legacy tonight, Legacy the front runner, they're in Franklin's position. They win, and everything's cut and dried. If Permian beats Legacy... Then we got a three-way. As I said, Abilene got there. Uh, other places, District 25A, you heard Tascosa lost to Lubbock Coronado. 48-29, those guys swapped seedings. Coronado moves to one. Tascosa falls to two. Poor Amarillo. Idle, Idle Amarillo only lost one game this year. With that loss by their buddies, Tascosa, both from Amarillo, they have to wind up traveling. They'll come to El Paso to get the loser of uh, tonight's Chapin-Del Valle game. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Caprock up on Lubbock, 17 to 10. Caprock's the fourth seed, 20 to 10. Paladuro on, uh, on top of Monterey. Boy, what a, what a lost year for Monterey. Uh, three, uh, down to 3-5A, Lubbock Cooper, 35 nothing all over Randall. They're going to win that district. Wiley, the, no, not on Ryder. Ryder's up, uh, 24 to nothing. Man, I can't even read my own stuff. Wichita Falls Riders <laughs> ahead, but I got a big zero at what I'm looking at. That's not the score I saw. And the one that matters when we get down to the four A's, Fort Stockton, the leaders in District 2-4A, have a 
14 lead over Andrews. Ooh. If Andrews beats Fort Stockton in that one, Stockton 2-0, and Andrews 1-1, and got hammered by Big Spring uh, a couple of weeks ago. But if Andrews finds a way to get past Fort Stockton, Big Spring becomes the one seed, takes Fort Stockton's place. Andrews grabs the two. Fort Stockton slides all the way down to three. The only one we know for sure, Lakeview, will be the fourth seed, and they will play the district champion, 1-4-A, Riverside Rangers. Thank you to Longhorn Distributing for bringing us our out-of-town scoreboard, the only hot seat dealer in West, West Texas and southern New Mexico. They're your source for cleaning equipment, service, and supplies. Longhorn Distributing, located at 5516 East Paisano Drive here in El Paso. We're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, more reports, more live scores. Football Friday Night continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Football Friday Night. Week 11, regular season finale. We've got Angel Munoz in the booth, our fall intern, Paul McKinnon. Adrian brought us here on the show as well. Eight, eight, uh, actually, let's go out to the phone lines right now and welcome on Brandon the Iceman Cone in our Cisco Movers game of the week. Pebble Hills on top of Fra- – actually, it was Pebble Hills and Franklin uh, uh, squaring off against each other. Last time we checked, this game was tied 7-7. to Let's go back out to Brandon the Iceman Cone to see if anything has changed. Brandon, take it away. <laughs> 7.30 to go here in the opening half, and it has changed as we have Pebble Hills with a 10-7 to lead now over Franklin as their kicker, Mauricio Dominguez, ends up booting a 22-yard field goal to give the Spartans the, the uh, three-point edge in this particular contest. The Spartans end up getting all the way down close to Franklin's scoring territory there, but then the Cougars' defense really steps up, forcing the Spartans to kick that 22-yard field goal. It is a great game here in far west El Paso. Again, the District 1-6A title on the line here. 7.30 to go, opening half, and now Pebble Hills has a 10-7 lead over Franklin. Thank you so much, Brandon. Really appreciate that. Wow, uh, Franklin, uh, you know, playing well on defense, but Pebble Hills still be able to move the ball. And remember, remember what's on the line here. Hey, I'm, I'm all playoffs tonight. Anything comes out of me is going to have to do with playoffs. Pebble Hills wins this contest. We're going to have a three-way tie atop of District 16A. Franklin's already clinched a share of their first title since 2018. I would think they'd like to have it all to, all to themselves, but if they can't hold off Pebble in this one. And by the way, two teams that came from out of nowhere a week ago, what kind of fourth quarter are we going to have in this with these two teams that were able to finish <laughs> as they did a week ago, one versus Montwood? And uh, and the other uh, Americas, yeah. I mean, seriously, it's like uh, there's a lot of football still to play in this one right here. Uh, we got another real time update. It's Kenny Tio Horizon. We'll go out to Coach Jaime Chavez for this one. Go ahead, Jaime. Five oh one left in the half in a fast moving game at uh, Scorpion Stadium. It's now Horizon fourteen and Kenny Tio seven. On a fourth and on a fourth and two, Jacob Kihas, the Horizon quarterback, he fires a 46-yard touchdown pass to Ernie Garcia. The extra point is good, and he also has an 18-yard touchdown or an eight-yard touchdown pass to Garcia. He has uh, pretty good numbers tonight. He's six of eight, 122 yards passing, and the two touchdowns. And Garcia, he's got uh, four receptions, 78 yards, and the two uh, receiving receptions. Kihas also uh, on the ground, six carries, 20 yards rushing. And Ganutillo's score, that's by uh, L.J. Martin, the running back, a 16-yard touchdown run. Martin tonight thus far, five carries, 27 yards rushing. So we've got 501 left in the, in the half at Scorpion Stadium. It's Horizon 14, Ganutillo 7. Appreciate it, Jaime. Thank you so much. 
so, Adrian, we've been watching Kenny Teal shut down running games all season long. Didn't matter who came in there. Uh, 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 Tavares Jones, oh, what a terrific player he is. Yeah, not against Kenny Teal D. 50 yards. Chavarria was coming off a Nick Chavarria 300-yard game against Burgess, and they held him to under 50. The only guy who's uh, – Christian Martinez, the other one. 15 carries 21 yards uh, for Del Valle as they shut him down. The only guy who's gone for over 100 yards versus that Kenny Teal defense this year – the Orive kid from Eastlake, which, wow. by the way, he went for 130. That's not a lot in a high school or college game. But uh, I, I think, not ironically, that's the only game that Canyon Teal lost this year. What does Horizon do coming into this one? Do we bang our heads into a wall and try to attack that, that uh, Canyon Teal run defense with, with Ernie Garcia? No. We're going to throw it to him instead. I told you two touchdown receptions coming into the contest. He's already got two more here in a, a little over a quarter. Uh, Horizon and Paulo Melendez, a guy you'd think you'd want to grind it out. Uh, uh, they're thinking their way through this one, and so far, so good. We'll see how that Kenny Teal defense adjusts. Horizon leads at 14-7. More, uh, more scores to get to right now. Uh, last time we checked, Amer- uh, Eastwood was on top of America's 21-zip. Let's see if anything has changed. To go out to our reporter, Steve Escajeda, for the coverage of this one. Go ahead, Steve. Well, we changed a little bit. We've got 10-34 to go here in the second quarter. It is now Eastwood 28, America's nothing. Quarterback Andrew Martinez throwing his second touchdown pass of the ballgame. This one, a 58-yarder to Curtis Murillo, again making it 28 to nothing. That's Martinez's 31st touchdown pass of the season against 10 interceptions. And I'll tell you what, Eastwood so far, we're just not even two minutes into the second quarter, 303 total yards for the Troopers so far. More surprisingly, 212 of those have come on the ground. So far, uh, Andrew Martinez for Eastwood, six out of eight through the air for 91 yards, two touchdowns. The big news tonight, Sam Lopez, their little running back, four carries, 178 yards, and a touchdown. We've got 10.02 now left to go in the second quarter. It's all Eastwood. The Troopers on top, 28 to nothing over America's. And, Adrian, if there's somebody who's sweating now, I think it would be uh, the Pebble Hill Spartans. Excuse me, the East Lake Falcons, who won last night and are sitting at their couches, you listening or in the stadiums watching these things. Because if Eastwood is getting into these playoffs, they're up 28 points right now. They beat America's. They grab the fourth and final playoff spot and the Division II seed in the small school playoffs. But if Eastwood gets in, East Lake's the other one. Uh, Pebble Hills is going to get pushed up uh, to the big school. Uh, well, a, a coin flip is, is the issue. If there's a three way tie among those three, there could be a, a coin flip, and uh, Pebble Hills could win that flip. And if they do, they would actually wind up being the one seed in the uh, uh, big school. Or, yeah, they're not getting pushed. I, you know, I confuse myself with this stuff. I got you. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. When's the, la- when's the last time these two played, and do you remember the score? Uh, not the forfeit from last year because that doesn't count, but do you remember the last time they played? We're talking Pebble and Franklin? I'm, I'm actually talking America's Eastwood. America, oh, oh, holy smokes, yes. Season opener of uh, 2019, 10 quarterback so traps. Where, well, you, you must have been there and witnessed that. 10 quarterback traps, and America's really uh, rubbed it. They, they wanted Eastwood. The year prior, there'd been, uh, they, they won last second on a hitch and pitch to Aaron Doom. It's an exciting game, like 38-35, something like that. And uh, when, when Eastwood came around to open the season, they just took out the can of uh, whoop-you-know-what, and they gave it to the troop. Ten quarterback sacks in that contest, uh, Christian Can- uh, Candelaria, and uh, America's slaughtered them. 
63 zip. Is this something that we see maybe tonight here with this uh, on the other side with Eastwood on top of America's this much early on? The kind of offense that Eastwood runs, I mean, it's an air raid offense. They're throwing the ball all over creation. But what they're able to do, and I saw this uh, the only time I saw them this year against Montwood, same thing. You get the teams all spread out, and then all of a sudden here comes Sam Lopez, a guy who is, you know, 50 yards, and he catches a couple of balls for another 50 yards. Well, right about that time, they, they started feeding him along with uh, Shinowski, the kid who's considered more of a power back, and he was just gutting uh, the Montwood Ram defense, I don't know if that's where they discovered this, but Lopez has gotten a lot more play since then. 26 carries in the easy win last week against Coronado. Uh, they've decided to feature him more in their offense, and, and boy, is it paying off tonight. Let's go uh, back out to the phone lines right now, get another update from Alex Nikolas. Chapin taking on uh, Del Valle, and last time we checked, the Huskies were on top of the Conquistadores 7 to nothing. <laughs> Alex, take it away. Seven minutes, 30 seconds left until halftime. Still Chapin leading Del Valle seven to nothing. It's been Chapin's defense as they first, they forced three straight three and outs on Del Valle's first possession and they didn't allow a first down until this current possession where Del Valle is driving. It took Del Valle almost 14 minutes to get a first down in this game and now right now their longest drive of the game they're inside the 20 yard line here of note uh two possessions ago for chapin chapin was facing a fourth down in 10 from the delvai 12 yard line and san diego signs came up with a huge interception this game really would have flipped the script on that one if chapin would have went up 14 nothing but now delvai with an opportunity here facing a third down and five from the chapin 15 yard line 7 13 left until halftime and chapin holding on to a 7 nothing lead over Delvai. Appreciate that, Alex. Thank you so much. As we continue here on Football Friday Night, let's go out to the phone lines. Welcome on Ray Adouto. He's got Parkland and Hanks. Ray, take it away. Thanks. With 9.50 left in the first half, it is Parkland Matadors 21, the Hanks Knight 0. Parkland currently has the ball once again after recovering a, a failed a pump reception that they uh, were able to take that ball there. Moving it right along. So with uh, 9.41 and the clock is rolling, it is the Matadors 21, the Hanks Knights 0. And remember, Hanks needs to win this game by 14 points to still have a playoff chance, which means they need to put a little 35-point run on the board. Uh, It's starting to darken the playoff uh, hopes for those Hanks Knights. Parkland looking to grab the three seed in District 15A as Osleta slides into the four. Let's uh, visit with Jeremy Caranco. He's got another game with Andrus and Jefferson. Jeremy, take it away. 9-17, second quarter. It is Andrus 21 and Jefferson 0. It's the Malcolm Anderson, the junior show on senior night. 131 yards on just four carries and two touchdowns. He has a 10-yard touchdown, a 70-yard touchdown, and, hey, Jeremiah Cooper, he jumps in on the action, a 9-yard TD run at the 116 mark. All scores in the first quarter, Jefferson driving inside the Andrus 20. But right now, it is all Andrus 21-0 over Jeff, 9-17, second quarter. Thank you so much there, Jeremy. appreciate that update. And Anderson's been nuclear ever since. Uh, remember, they lost their running back, Malachi Doe, I believe it was a wrist. And then Jeremiah Cooper went down with the concussion slash stinger against the Burgess Mustangs. This Anderson kid has taken off since then, and it, it's gone up till tonight. Remember last week, four catches, about 150 yards, three of those for touchdowns. And uh, remember the week he had like six touchdowns, and two of them were or one of them was an interception return. So this kid has just not stopped. Once Cooper was unavailable and Doe went down, 
this kid has really been there for the Andrews Eagles. He's been their MVP all year long. Most consistent player, no, no doubt. doubt. No yeah, doubt. most definitely. We got another real-time update. It's Kenya Teal and Horizon. This game is just back and forth. Let's join uh, Jaime Chavez for another update of this one. Jaime, take it away. 229 left in the half. It is Horizon 14, Kenya Teal 13, Kenya Teal quarterback Devin Granados. He just had a 25-yard touchdown run. But the extra point was blocked. Luis Sancido's attempt, the extra point is blocked, thus leaving the score at 14-13 uh, in favor of Horizon. Horizon quarterback Jacob Quijas, he's got a pair of touchdown passes of 46 and 8 yards to Ernie Garcia. Quijas, 6 of 8 tonight, 122 yards passing. L.J. Martin, also a 16-yard touchdown run for Canutillo. Martin, 7 carries, 43 yards rushing. 205 left in the half. At, at Scorpion Stadium, it's Horizon 14, Can you deal 13. Wow, it's a back-and-forth contest right there, Paul. 14-13 uh, right there. And you know for the Eagles, they, want, they of course want to get this victory, but for the Scorpions, why not play spoiler? Why not continue their, their, this season that's been pretty special for them? And the deeper a game like this goes, the more pressure there is on the expected winner, the overdog, uh, the Kennedy Eagles. So 14-13, but they did answer. No missed, no extra point, but they did answer uh, uh, Horizon getting their nose out in front. And I'll just tell you, playing at Horizon, I think that's a tough place to go. It's a great place to watch a game. But if you go there, man, uh, you're lucky if you come out of there with your life. I, I love that right there. Uh, we got some real-time action right now. Angel, who do we got on line one who's just called in? Uh, we have Isaiah on line one. Perfect. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's uh, jump out to Isaiah, who's got right now. He's got El Dorado and Bel Air. Isaiah, take it away. Check that, guys. This is Alex. Five forty-seven left until halftime. Chapin leading Del Valle seven to three. When you guys last left me, uh, Del Valle was driving. The drive was stalled, but a thirty-three-yard field goal by Isaiah Williams would get Del Valle on the board. That would be at the six twenty-seven mark of the second quarter. So five forty-one left to go. Chapin on the move, holding on to a seven-three lead over Del Valle here in the second quarter. Appreciate that, Alex. Thank you so much. Again, Chapin on top of Del Valle, seven to three. Let's go back out to the phone lines right now. Welcome on J.D. Sursley, El Paso at Burgess. J.D., take it away. 9.08 left in the second quarter. 27 Burgess, El Paso High, zero. Um, Tavares Jones with already uh, over 193 yards rushing. Uh, he just caught a pass and actually went down awkwardly. The turf monster got him, and it, he does not look right at all. Um, Jerry Chayes for El Paso High actually came back in the game. But uh, as of right now, all Burgess, 27, El Paso High, 0, 9.08 left in the, court, in the second half. Appreciate that so much, uh, J.D. Thank you again. Let's keep it rolling right now. We got Bowie and Austin. Joey Panisi on the call for this one. Joey, take it away. Stadium from Austin High School's R.E. McKee Stadium with 40 seconds left in the second quarter. It's now the Austin Panthers, 28, Bowie, 0. Uh, it's been all Austin this quarter. They've just been moving the ball at will. I'm not trying anything. But at the end of the first quarter, when I got cut off, uh, Irvin, I mean, Austin scored their fourth touchdown when Ivan Gonzalez drove it in from eight yards out. Uh, point after, we've got to give credit to the kickers. Jared Gonzalez, four for four for Austin. That made the score Austin 28, 
Bowie Zero. Thank you so much, Joey. Really appreciate that. Let's keep it rolling right now. We've got some real-time action with our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. And again, uh, with Joey right now, it's Austin all over Bowie, 28 to nothing. Let's go out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. It's Pebble Hills taking on Franklin. Brandon the Iceman Cone out for this coverage. Brandon, take it away. 349 remaining here in the first half, and Franklin has retaken the lead, 14 to 10 over Pebble Hills. At the 640-24 mark, Franklin quarterback Bird is deploying an interception picked by Spartans linebacker Fernie Hadetta at the Pebble Hills 40. Then Pebble Hills decides to return the favor really seconds later as the running back Marcus Torres fumbles at the 41, recovered by Cougars cornerback Noah Alvarez. Four plays later at the 406 mark here of the second quarter, the Cougars capitalize on Pebble Hills' blunder as running back Jordan Morales scores from two yards out making a score 14 to 10 over Pebble Hills. We have three minutes and change, three minutes and 15 seconds exactly to go in the first half. Franklin 14, Pebble Hills 10. Awesome right there. Brandon, thank you so much for that coverage. Let's keep it rolling right now again. Franklin on top of Pebble Hills. 14 to 10. A great game out there in West El Paso. Let's go out to our phone lines. Welcome on Isaiah Ramirez, El Dorado, taking on Bel Air. Isaiah, take it away. Five minutes, 31 seconds remaining in the second quarter out here at Highlander Stadium. El Dorado is leading Bel Air 21 to 14. It's been a back and forth affair since I've talked to you guys. Um, first with wide receiver for the Highlanders, UCL Vasquez, scoring off of an 11-yard receiving touchdown pass from Quarterback Noah Moreno, who is back under center for the Highlanders. Um, on the assuming possession, it was the El Dorado quarterback Quincy Estrada scoring off of a 20-yard rushing touchdown. He is now he is now at 89 yards rushing on two touchdowns for the Aztecs. Right after that, it was a crazy play when it was an 80-yard re- kickoff return touchdown for UCL Vasquez uh, for the Highlanders. It has pretty much been his show so far um, as for his team. Uh, putting his team on the back so far to give him hopefully that third seed in Super 5A. So once again, with five minutes and eight seconds now remaining in the first half, it is El Dorado 21, Bel Air 14. Great job as always, Isaiah. Appreciate that. El Dorado on top of Bel Air 21 to 14. Let's uh, run down some scores right now, get you caught up with that, and then we'll take a timeout, get back out to uh, our reporters all across the city of El Paso. In our Cisco Movers game of the week, Franklin on top of Pebble Hills 14 to 10. Eastwood all over Americas 28 to nothing. Chapin holding on to a 7 to 3 lead over Del Valle. Uh, Horizon with a one point lead against Canyon Teal 14 to 13. Parkland on top of Hanks, 21 zip. Andrus all over Jefferson, 21 zip. Burgess leading El Paso, tw- uh, 27 to nothing. And same with Austin and Bowie. Austin on top of Bowie, 28 nothing. El Dorado with a 21 14 lead over Bel Air. And also got another score. Uh, Motwood on top of Socorro. 14 to 7. Uh, let's, uh, we will uh, also tell you about our f- great friends at Cisco Movers who bring us the game of the week. Uh, Cisco Movers can help out with any packing, boxing, heavy lifting, and moving your belongings to your next destination. They also offer storage at their facility. Take it from a family-owned company like Cisco Movers. They'll give you a great price and help you on your next move. Get started by filling out a request form at ciscomovers.com. Let, a, let them know that Football Friday Night sent you. Cisco Movers, the best move you'll make in El Paso. We're going to go back out to some of the reporters that we have all across the city of El Paso in just a little bit. But first, let's take a timeout right now as you're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, Football Friday Night is back. 
Bo Bagley's not back, though, unfortunately. It's Adrian Broaddus, it's Paul McKinnon, it's Angel Munoz uh, leading the way here for Football Friday Night. Week 11, regular season finale. Let's run down the scoreboard right now and get you some updates in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Franklin on top of Pebble Hills, 14-10. to Eastwood all over America's 35 to nothing. We'll hear from Steve Escajeda coming up in a little bit in our two-minute drill. Chapin on top of Del Valle, 7-3. Also going on right now, Horizon with a narrow 14-13 lead against Candy Teo. Parkland on top of Hanks, 21-zip. Andrus on top of Jefferson, 21-zip. Burgess leading El Paso, 27-0. Austin all over Bowie early on, 28-0. And also we've got El Dorado with a 21-14 lead against Bel Air. Montwood t- uh, leading Socorro in town, 28-7. to And those are some uh, in-town scores that I've got. What about you, Paul? Yeah, a couple others. Uh, that Montwood-Socorro game out of the sack. Well, I think you uh, just said that one, 28-7. to Also, Clint Sanelli. Clint looks like they're going to lock up the uh, second seed in 1-4-A. 28 to nothing all over Sanelli. Sanelli, even with a win tonight, uh, not going to be playoff bound. Fabens Mountain View, uh, no score on that one yet. The winner of that one's going to grab the three seed in the district. The loser will take the fourth. And Alpine leads Anthony 14 to 6. A couple of out of town games to keep an eye on in uh, District 26A. Midland Legacy up 21 to 14 on Odessa Permian. Remember, if Permian wins that game, and if they win it by, well, it'll force a three way tie. If they win it by more than five points, then uh, Abilene High will become the one seed. Permian will become the two seed, and Legacy will become the three seed, and that'll change. That'll throw our playoffs for a loop. It'll mean Permian gets to stay home and host from Ratliff, and Legacy will have to travel. And boy, will they not be happy about that. Elsewhere, let's see, any other big scores? Uh, let me get the Ryder score right. Uh, Wichita Falls Ryder, 37 to nothing all over Wichita Falls. Cooper still ahead of uh, Randall, 35 nothing as they look to go undefeated in that district. Wiley shutting out Plainview, 28 zip. And in District 2 4A, again a big one. Andrews, 1 and 1, only 3 and 6 on the season, up on 8 and 1, 2 and 0 Fort Stockton, 35 to 28. Wow. Fort Stockton, currently the one seed. They're 2 and 0 in the district. If uh, Andrews wins this contest, Big Spring will leapfrog all the way up into the one hole. Andrews, Andrews will become the two. Ford Stockton will fall to the three seed. And Lakeview, of course, down at the four. We already know Riverside and Lakeview are going to hook up. And it looks like Clint, if uh, things hold up the, the way they are, would wind up uh, running into Ford Stockton. And I know they wouldn't be looking forward to that. After our show, you can check out 600ESPNElPaso.com for recaps, photos by Prep 1, and final scores for Football Friday Night. Make sure to subscribe to Football Friday Night On Demand for the replay of each show and our weekly podcast. Follow Football Friday Night On Demand, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's jump out to the phones right now. Let's uh, get some scoring updates across the city of El Paso, and we'll start off with our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and our two-minute drill. Uh, It's Brandon the Iceman Cone out for Pebble Hills and Franklin. Brandon, take it away. Two minutes to go here in the opening half, and Franklin has a 14-10 to lead over Pebble Hills. Now, it's worth noting that Pebble Hills just tried to score and ultimately fell short. They ended up converting a fourth down, thanks in part only to a penalty on Franklin, a pass interference call, but they were not able to score. There is an injury, so we have two seconds to go opening half, and more than likely Pebble Hills will at least get a field goal out of this. It's core. Uh, Pardon me, Franklin, 14 to 10 over Pebble Hill. Thank you, Brandon. Let's keep it moving right now and welcome on Steve Escajeda. It's America's taking on Eastwood. Steve, take it away. 
We've got 114 to go here before halftime, and boy, oh boy, is it all Eastwood. The Troopers on top of America's 42 to nothing. Big man on campus, well, there's quite a few, but we'll talk about one right now. Quarterback Andrew Martinez, 11 out of 14, 200 yards, four big touchdowns. The last one coming at a 35-yarder to Curtis Murillo. His second touchdown catch of the ball game. It's all Eastwood so far here at uh, Trooper Stadium. We're less than a minute to go before halftime. Eastwood, 42. America's nothing. Hey, Paul, I want to jump in on this one real quick because Eastwood has bounced back after losing four of five games in the middle of the season. Andrew Martinez eclipses the 3,000-yard mark on the passing uh, passing ranks. Huge for the senior there. And who's he throwing to? Curtis Maria with a couple of touchdowns. Uh, of course, his brother Carson, a senior, one of the better D-backs in this town. But Curtis Maria leads the city in catches. I think it was 71 coming into this contest. But usually it's, you know, he's a possession guy. Those little slants and there's seven yards, there's eight yards, there's nine yards. Not tonight, Maria. Uh, traveling the superhighway. I know he already had a 42-yard touchdown reception before uh, the one just added. So, wow, Eastwood, uh, man, they are in fifth gear. Let's go out to Alex Nikolas, another district title on the line between Del Valle and Chapin. Alex, take it away. 14 seconds left until halftime. Chapin still leading Del Valle 7-3, and it's defense, 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 guys. The last report that I have for you is that Mason Standerford threw his second interception of the ballgame. That was to Brandon Zayas, who's now picked off three passes on the season. Nine seconds left until halftime. Chapin 7, Del Valle 3. Thank you so much, Alex. Really appreciate that. Also want to mention this. How about this one right here? Del Valle has forced 17 turnovers on the season, Paul. This is a team that loves to force those turnovers. Yeah, and I like the back end of their defense. I got I got to see them once uh, week three when they beat America's. The linebackers and, and the uh, safeties and the D-backs really rallied to the ball well. I think where you can get them is you can grind them down, uh, you know, three yards, four yards at a time. Uh, attacking uh, the defensive line. But like I said, the second and third wave are as good as anybody's in this town. By the way, remember what's on the line in this one. The winner gets to host Amarillo High in the Super 5A uh, by district playoffs. Let's go out to Horizon and Canyoteo, another great one. The coach, Jaime Chavez, out at this game. Coach, take it away. Halftime on El Paso's far east side. It's Horizon 14 and Canyoteo 13. Horizon quarterback Jacob Quijas, two touchdown passes of 46 and 8 yards to Ernie Garcia. And the scoring for Canutillo, L.J. Martin, junior running back, a 16-yard touchdown run. Quarterback Devin Granados added a 25-yard touchdown run. The extra point was blocked on that attempt. So at uh, Scorpion Stadium and halftime activities, it's Horizon 14, Canutillo 13. And Adrian, let me uh, correct my own uh, misstatements in real time. I just said the winner of uh, Del Valle Chapin gets Amarillo High. That's incorrect. They get Amarillo. They get to Amarillo Caprock, the fourth seed in uh, Super District Two Five A. Of course, Amarillo is still coming to town, but they will come to the loser of the Del Valle uh, Chapin contest. Okay, got you there on that one, Paul. Uh, again, halftime. Horizon on top of Candy Teo, fourteen to thirteen. Let's go out to Redalto Parkland, who is all over Hanks. Let's see if anything has changed out there since then uh let's welcome on ray who joins us on the show ray thanks so much uh thanks so much go ahead 401 left in this half the first half that is it is a parkland matador 35 the hank 90 the last score was a 10-yard run by anthony munoz pat was good that brings us up to 401 left in the first half parkland all over hank 
35 to 0. Thank you so much, Ray. Let's keep it moving right now. Jeremy Caronco has Andrus and Jefferson. This one looked like it could have gotten out of hand. Let's see if anything has changed out there. Jeremy, take it away. It is no longer out of hand. We have a ball game. 324 second quarter. It is Andrus 21 and Jefferson 14 wow. back-to-back scores for the Silver Foxes. Nathan Alcala, one-yard TD QB sneak to made it 21-7. A day 27 mark of the second quarter, and just moments ago, a 23-yard touchdown run for Alcala. Guys, he was hurt on the last play of the game last week. He comes back today, and he's roaring it up in the second quarter. We have a ball game. It's two touchdowns for Alcala now, up to 61 yards, and he has 89 yards, has six out of 15 through the air. It is Andrews, 21, and Jefferson, 14, 319, second quarter. And remember what's on the line here. Should Jefferson find a way to come back and get Andrus, knocks Andrus out of the three-way tie. For uh, the District 258 title, Jeff would move up to the three, uh, three seed, and Andrus would fall all the way down to the four. 21-14, getting a little uncomfortable for those homestanding Andrus Eagles. Let's go back to J.D. Sursley, El Paso, taking on Burgess. J.D., take it away. 338 left in the second quarter. Burgess, 35, El Paso high zero. Ray Campos is probably the, the MVP of the game so far. He has an interception, a passing touchdown with a reverse to Andrew Rutledge, and then he also just caught a touchdown from Andrew Rutledge, 26 yards. Um, it should be already at halftime, but there's been a lot of laundry and banana peels thrown on this game. Uh, again, Burgess 35, El Paso High 0, 338 left in the second quarter. Thank you, J.D. Appreciate that. As we continue here on our two-minute drill, let's go out to Joey Panisi, Bowie at Austin. Joey, take it away. Yes, from R.E. McKee Stadium, home of the Austin Panthers. It's halftime with the score Austin 35, Bowie 0. Austin has five different scores, scoring touchdowns. Jaden Wilson, Israel Luna, Gabriel Lugo, Ivan Gonzalez, and with five seconds left, Irving Cortinas connected with Jared Azapacia for a 32-yard pass. So at the half, 35-0. Austin over Bowie. Thank you so much, Joey. Great job. Let's keep it moving right now in our two-minute drill and welcome on Isaiah Ramirez. El Dorado taking on Bel Air. Great game out here. Isaiah, take it away. It's halftime out here as well. I highlight our stadium. Austin, your night with El Dorado leading Bel Air 21-14. Right before the half when El Dorado looked like they were poised ready to score. Uh, senior linebacker for the Highlanders, Elijah Ramirez, coming into the, season, uh, coming into the game. He had 137 tackles. With two picks, make the three on the season now with that one. Uh, both teams looking for the three C out here, Super 5A. Uh, once again, it is halftime out here with Eldorado Lee Bel Air 21 14. Thank you so much, Isaiah. Appreciate that. As we uh, wrap up our two-minute drill here on the show, let's uh, run down the scoreboard right now, get you caught up with those scores, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll check out the out-of-town scoreboard as well with Paul McKinnon. Uh, first off, the Franklin Cougars on top of the Pebble Hills Spartans, 14-13. to This one just went half, and Pebble Hills uh, nodded a field goal before this one went into the break. Uh Eastwood all over America's 42 to nothing. Chapin on top of Del Valle, 7 to 3 at the half. Also at the half, Horizon with a one point lead over Canyon Teo, 14 13. Parkland on top of Hanks, 35 nothing. Andrus and Jefferson, it's now a great game. Uh, Andrus on top of Jefferson, 21 14, one score game in that one. Burgess on top of El Paso, 35 zip. Austin on top of Bowie, 35 zip. El Dorado holding on to a 21 to 14 lead against Bel Air. And uh, that's all the scores I've got right there, Paul. 
And I just hit you with some of these, so let's just run through them quickly. Legacy leads Permian 21-14 Thursday night. Abilene took care of San Angelo Central 49-14. Who cares? Central's still going to go to the playoffs. They're going to be the fourth seed in that district. Friendship up on Midland 37-21. Boy, doesn't Friendship have to be kicking themselves for that week one district play. Forfeit to Central. They beat them on the field, but they were playing an illegal offensive lineman. Got kicked out the previous week against Amarillo. And they played them the following week against Central. And when they got called on it, they said, hey, nobody said anything about it. Well, they said something about it after the fact. Friendship with that forfeit, uh, just one and four, they could be two and three, and they would be the fourth and final uh, playoff team in this District 1-6A. So uh, one little mistake, I guess Oof. a clerical one, and uh, friendship out of the playoffs. Hey, a favor to uh, the, the, the El Paso teams because, uh, you know, whoever hosts, whether it be it, uh, well, well, it depends on who's coming out. Yeah, I don't want to confuse myself even with the big and small stuff. Sure. But somebody's going to wind up playing San Angelo Central when they could have been playing a little bit better team, and that would uh, be friendship. And it'll be one of our one seeds, either East Lake or uh, maybe the Franklin uh, Pebble Hills winner tonight. Who knows? Uh, elsewhere, uh, 2-5A, Lubbock Coronado, Thursday nighter, beat Tascosa 48-29 through that district into turmoil. Caprock up on Lubbock, 17-10. Paladuro doubling Monterey, 20-10. 3-5A, Cooper shutting out Randall, 35-zip. Ryder doing the same to Wichita Falls, 37-nil. Uh, Tw- uh, well, shutouts all over the place in that district. Abilene Wiley over Plainview, 28-0 as they look to move to 2-3 and three in that district. And in 2-4A, Andrews up on top of Fort Stockton, 35-28. to 28, And that's your out-of-town scoreboard, Adrian. So we've been talking seniors all show long. And big shout-out to the Greater El Paso Football Showcase. Senior football players have to have their SAT and ACT results submitted by December 1st to be eligible for the combine and for the game. Go to 915showcase.com and check out the 915 Showcase on social media to see weekly top five performers, scores and stats of teams and players, and more, including uh, finding out who is still Stansbury certified by our good friend Ed Stansbury. That, that's mm-hmm. our guy out there at the Greater El Paso Football Showcase and the 915 Showcase as well. We're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, halftime, halftime reports all across the board. Stay with us as Football Friday Night continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Football Friday night is back. Adrian Bradis, along with Paul McKinnon, Angel Munoz, our fall intern. Screen, uh, he's getting calls, getting everybody lined up. We are at halftime at many of these games across the city of El Paso. We'll run down some scores right now and then get you back out to our reporters for some full coverage on their games, which are mostly pretty much at halftime right now. Again, Pe- uh, Franklin on top of Pebble Hills, 14-13 at the half. Eastwood leads Americas, 42 to nothing. Chapin on top of Del Valle, 7-3 at the half. Also at half, Horizon with a 14-13 lead against uh, Canyon Tio. Parkland all over Hanks, 35-0. Andrus and Jefferson, this is a one-score game now. Andrus leading Jefferson, 21-14. Burgess with a 35-0 lead over El Paso at almost at the half. Austin leading Bowie, 35-0. And El Dorado with a 21-14 lead against Bel Air. And uh, this one more out-of-town scoreboard because it, it, again, throws a monkey wrench into everything. Big Spring and Lakeview. Remember Big Spring sitting in 1-1, one and one, uh, looking to be the two-seed as they hammered Andrews already, playing fourth-place Lakeview, and they will be last place by the time this season is uh, done. Big Spring and Lakeview at San Angelo Lakeview. That game tied at 21 at the moment. The reason that's big, if Lakeview finds a way to get past Big Spring, the winner of the Andrews-Fort Stockton game 
will be the number one seed and district champs in 2-4A. Last time we checked, Andrews just a 3-6 record on the season against 8-1 Fort Stockton at 8-1 Fort Stockton. Andrews up 35-28. Could uh, underwhelm on the season, but last last game, uh, last chance, find a way to just uh, snatch victory from mediocrity. Let's go out to some of our reporters right now and get halftime reports. Most games are at the half right now, and let's jump out to our Cisco Movers game of the week. It's Franklin taking on Pebble Hills. Brandon, the Iceman Cone, joins us for his halftime report. Brandon, take it away. It's halftime here on senior night, 15 minutes to go until the third quarter, and it's a great game. Franklin 14, Pebble Hills 13. Franklin quarterback Cameron Bird, 8 of 16, 97 yards as a touchdown an interception as well. They're running back Jordan Morales has a touchdown and wide out both sparks. Four receptions, 69 yards, one touchdown. How about Pebble Hills? Their quarterback, Gael Ochoa, three of nine through the air, 28 yards, with 21 carries, 130 yards on the ground, one touchdown. Remember, this kid, his bread and butter's on the ground, had 910 rushing yards coming into this game, 17 TDs on the ground as well. Also, their running back, Eric Medina, 11 carries, 55 yards, two field goals, though, for the Spartans, including a 22-yard and a 24-yard one. They booted at the buzzer literally as time expired here to end the second quarter. It's a classic game, a classic battle for the District 1-6A title in far west El Paso. We're at the half, and Franklin has a narrow one-point lead, 14-13 to over Pebble Hill. And Adrian, Brando touched on something that I found so impressive a week ago. Remember, Pebble Hills uh, with a big uh, uh, comeback versus Montwood, and the quarterback... He talked about Guy Ochoa, just a sophomore. We always talk about, all oh, these young teams, they can't compete well. Pebble Hill's a pretty young team, young skill all over the place, and they can compete. But Guy Ochoa carried the ball, I think it was 42 times last week. He's 6'2", I think, but, but, but not real big. You know, you wouldn't think durable enough to take that kind of beating. But that's how they attack their teams on the ground. The quarterback's a big part of that. But they get the ball back down five points with a little over two minutes left in the game. And Guy Ochoa, quarterback, who in three and about three-quarters quarters had thrown for about 70 yards on the final drive, throws for that to get in the, the Marcos Torres touchdown catch, 17 yards with seconds left in the contest. He's not a throwing quarterback, but when it mattered most and they needed the victory, he was a throwing quarterback, and Pebble Hills became a throwing team, and they moved it down the field via the air and uh, won that contest. To me, that was unbelievable. Now, um, uh, Gaelo Choa, now correct me if I'm wrong, he can join an exclusive group of guys who have uh, 1,000-plus passing yards and 1,000-plus rushing yards on the season. If he if he eclipses that mark this year, uh, I mean, excuse me, this game, Paul, he has 1,364 passing yards on the year, 11 passing touchdowns, 910 rushing yards going into tonight's game, along with 17 rushing touchdowns. And you said an exclusive group. I don't know if there's anybody else besides Angel Munoz. I was going to say. With, uh, with the Riverside Rangers. Well, what about Andrew Martinez? I, he might be close to that mark, That's, too. Yeah, I think he's in the 900s. I don't think he's uh, crested a thousand yet as little as they run the football but you're right he is the uh he is the ground game for these two troopers until uh, the last month anyway when sam lopez uh suddenly leapt into the breach what is he 700 yep that's exactly right boy and then how about this one jacob kios can also be in the mix he has he came into this game tonight 9 30 right yep that's right 9 30 and he can he can eclipse that mark too a thousand pass a thousand rush 
And remember, they don't just have this week to do it. Uh, by district is right around the corner. So, if Jake Kios, if you only go for about 65 tonight, don't feel too bad. If you don't get it this week, I'm guessing you will uh, next. Most definitely. Let's jump out to our next game. It's America's at Eastwood. This one got ugly in the first half. Uh, let's go out to Steve Escajeda, who's got the coverage on this one. Steve, take it away. Well, the uh, scenario for this game is pretty simple. Uh, the winner of this game goes to the playoffs, and the loser stays home. And at halftime here at Eastwood, there's very little doubt who's going to be playing next week in the playoffs as Eastwood Troopers lead America's 42 to nothing here at Cooper Stadium. For America's, uh, we'll give you some stats here. The quarterback, Mark Moore, four out of five to the air for just 32 yards. He has carried the ball 10 times for 81 yards. Uh, Fondante Gomez uh, Scott, five carries for 36 yards. And that's been about it for their offense. Not much at all tonight. For the Eastwood Troopers, uh, they were led on the ground by Sam Lopez. Nine carries for 199 yards and a touchdown. In fact, he's had a 60-yard a run and a 61-yard run. Neither one of those going for touchdowns. How about that? Okay. He also has one four touchdowns that win 53 yards. Quarterback Andrew Martinez, 11 out of 14, 200 yards on the night. Four big touchdown passes, giving him 71 now for his career. Uh, his top two receivers in that first half, uh, Curtis Murillo, six catches, 142 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and Aaron Rodriguez, four catches, 46 yards. He also had a score. Team-wise, America's had 144 total yards in that first half. He's would 453 first-half total yards, 253 on the ground, 200 through the air. And uh, to put this thing in perspective, he's would have the ball six times in that first half, scoring a touchdown all six times. We're at halftime. We're about 10 minutes away from the third quarter kickoff. It's all Eastwood. The Troopers over America's 42 to nothing. And I don't think Sam Lopez has ever had a 200-yard game. Came close last week, 26 carries, 170-ish, 180 yards, something like that. But uh, they're riding this horse, and, and boy, all of a sudden. Adrian, you brought up a great point we talked earlier. The last time these two teams got together, back in 2019, season opener, and America's smashed the Eastwood Troopers 63 to nothing. You think with this 42 nothing lead at halftime, the Troops looking to let up anytime soon? No. I'm taking the over. I just was texting with Alex Nicholas off air. I'm taking the over at 63 points. I think the over-under we need to look at is the all-time scoring, which Eastwood uh, tied a couple of weeks ago, tied the old Socorro record of 88 points. Uh, they put 88 on the board. Does, does, that, does that record, most points mm. scored by an El Paso team, does that, does that fall tonight? Wow. Yeah, That's a great one. If, if Julio Lopez has his way about it, it probably does. I'm actually now way more intrigued about this game. We need ah. more updates on this one. Hey, let's go out to Alex Nicolas, Del Valle, and Chapin. Uh, this is a great one going on right now. Alex, take it away. The District 1-5A D1 championship game is at halftime. And it's Chapin leading Del Valle seven to three. And if you're a Chapin fan, if you and you hear the stat update that I'm about to give you, you have a sense that Chapin should be up in this game, maybe twenty one three, maybe twenty eight nothing, maybe even twenty one nothing. But missed opportunities and credit to the Del Valle defense. Both defenses just bringing blitzes from every possible angle out of their odd man fronts, and it's made for an interesting first half, low scoring first half, but. Chapin on the stat sheet has dominated Del Valle, 214 total yards to 77 for Del Valle. I have Chapin with 17 first half first downs, just four 
for Del Valle, Mason Standifer, 36 pass attempts in the first half. He's completed 15 of them. I have him for 156 yards, a touchdown, and a pair of interceptions, one by Santiago Sainz in the end zone, and then the other one was also in the red zone. Brandon Tejas would be a uh, Zeke Pastran was wide open in the middle of the field. Stanford threw it too high, tipped off his hands in a diving interception there by Brandon Tejas. For Del Valle, we've seen this a few times this year, fellas. Slow first half starts. Interested to see what they're going to do in the second half. You go back to that Coronado game. You go back to the Canotillo game where they had similar stats as this. Jesse Ramos, 5 of 11 passing, 39 yards. Del Valle again with 77 total yards, but 39 of those came on the last drive on a single rush by Jesse Ramos. So a lot of adjustments need to be made right now by Del Valle because Chapin's defense is getting after it. Can't really single out anybody on the Chapin defense. It's literally a team effort. One guy that is standing out, though, for Chapin is Maurice Jenkins, their outside backer. He's having himself a great ball game here in the District 158-D1 Championship halftime, and Chapin holding on to a 7-3 lead over Del Valle. Thank you so much, Alex. Really appreciate that. I like the fact that Alex mentioned some of the closer games that Del Valle has been in this year. Now, remember that Coronado game? That was super low scoring. Right. Second half adjustments come in for the Conquistadores. They come up with that 27-7 victory. Uh, even that Pebble Hills game was very back and forth. I know Pebble Hills came back in the end, but they dominated in that second half. You don't have to go any further than than last week. Was that a 28 nothing final with right. Bel or that was that was ugly in the first half, but I even go back to the Candy Teal game. Remember, these guys laid an egg in yep. the first quarter. I think that was week four. Uh, remember, L.J. Martin, a couple of long touchdown runs, a touchdown reception. Second half, Delvai got back into it, of course, with a, a punt block for a score. That's how they got into OT before Martin uh, you know, picked one off and, and rushed in for his third touchdown of the night to, to close that one. But Delvai... Definitely a slow starting team this season for whatever reason, and they've they've found a way to pick it up in the second half. They're going to need to tonight if uh, if they want to be the district champs. Let's get another halftime report from Jaime Chavez. Candy Tio taking on Horizon, a great game out here with district title implications. Jaime, take it away. Halftime is winding down at Scorpion Stadium, and it's Horizon fourteen, Candy Tio thirteen. Horizon quarterback Jacob Pijas, two touchdown passes of forty six and eight yards. To Ernie Garcia, he has his, his 10 of 15, 167 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions, but he's been sacked twice. Garcia, five receptions, 98 yards, and the two touchdowns. Quijas on the ground, seven carries, 27 yards rushing. For Canutillo, LG Martin, a 16-yard touchdown run. And uh, Devin Granados, the quarterback, he had a 25-yard uh, touchdown run. But the extra point was blocked, just leaving the score at 14 Horizon 14, Canutillo 13. Martin, he's been held in check in the first half. Eight carries, 38 yards rushing. Tonight's winner is the District 15A Division II champion, and both teams have already clinched by district playoff spots. So the third quarter is just about to start at Scorpion Stadium. Well, it's Horizon 14, Canutillo 13. Thank you so much, Jaime. Really appreciate that one right there. Paul, uh, I look at Horizon's schedule. Why are we surprised with this one right here? They play Fort Stockton well. It's a one-score game. They lose to Riverside by 10 points, but it's still a pretty good back-and-forth game. They lose to Chapin by only four points uh, three weeks ago. This team is in every single game they play in. Yeah, but but you got to remember. I think the one that throws us off early was uh, the Asleta game. Thirty was it thirty five thirty four? Yeah, Austin hammered them. But uh, was there a thirty five thirty four Asleta game in there as well? Yeah, they they beat Asleta forty two seven. 
Okay, uh, check that then. Let's take that one off the board. Horizon uh, did stub their toe the, the first month, but where they exploded, and this is where they became a good team, I think. I don't think they were this team, uh, you know, uh, five weeks ago, but it was that Chapin game. Whatever the final was, 53-51, 57-54, whatever it was, the shootout, uh, their offense really exploded, and that's when Jacob Kehoe started to play. When the Horizon quarterback uh, decided to take on half the load, okay, it's just not Ernie Garcia anymore. you got to worry about this Kehoe's kid. When that happened, they became a team. And that, that Chapin game, even though they lost and we talked about it at the time, does this light a fire or do they just go back to being the regular old Horizon team they are? Well, it lit a fire. Their offense has been smoking ever since, and that happened right before district play started. Couldn't have been better timing for the Scorpions. Let's take a timeout right now as Football Friday Night continues. Halftimes all across the board. We'll continue with our reporters right after this on 600 ESPN El Paso. Football Friday Night continues as we uh, wrap up the Regular season finale here across the city of El Paso. Adrian Broadus along with Paul McKinnon. Angel Munoz, our producer today. Uh, let's jump back out to some halftime reports right now and uh, and get out to Ray Adauto. Hanks and Parkland is underway. Go ahead, Ray. Two minutes, 57 seconds left in the halftime. It is senior night tonight, so it's a little crazy out here. Lots of balloons, lots of parents, lots of kids, lots of people on the field. But the it's 42 to nothing, Parkland at halftime. It's been an off-Parkland game from the very beginning. Let me give you some uh, some ideas on what's been happening. Both teams have seven touches during that first half, seven series of, of first downs, and yet Hanks has scored zero points. The same seven touches, six scores for Parkland. And it's been the Beasley show, but as we continue in, uh, in the second half, there will be a little bit of movement, I think, to some of the other uh, players, including Mike Osborne, one of the running backs who just scored. So the story is really Hanks has not shown up tonight. That's the bottom line. <laughs> with Parkland dominating here at Matador Stadium, the score with the third quarter just beginning in a few moments, it is Parkland 42 and the Hanks night zero. Thank you so much, Ray. Appreciate that. As we continue here on Football Friday Night, Parkland on top of Hanks, 42 to nothing. Uh, let's jump out to Jeremy Caranco, and let's go out to Andrus and Jefferson. Jeremy, take it away. 13.05 and counting at the halftime show, senior night as the Andrus Eagles are greeted with their families and walking on the sidelines, and it is a 21-14 lead for the Eagles over the Jefferson Silver Foxes. And it's a, it's a tale of two quarters right now. Andrews took off running 21-0 to at the end of the first quarter. It was Cooper with a nine-yard run. Malcolm Anderson with two touchdowns, a 70-yard and a 10-yard score to open up the scoring. And Andrews caused deer in their headlights as Alcala has awoken from an injury last week. And he has two rushing scores, a 23-yard and a one-yard touchdown run to get his team Back in this game, you think this doesn't mean a lot for this senior tonight, Nathan Alcala. They will be in the playoffs next week, but they can shake things up with a win. He is leading the Silver Foxes with 61 rushing yards on seven carries and two touchdowns, and through the air, a nice night as well. Six out of 16 for 89 yards, but he did throw an interception. The key right now, Eagles, Andrus, the last three drives, they have fumbled inside the red zone twice, no, three times. And Cooper got his sixth INT, and then he fumbles his two plays later right before the half ended. 
So Eagles need to clean up the mistakes. Right now, he's Cooper leading the way 119 and one touchdown and 150 for Malcolm Anderson, two scores all rushing attack for Andrews tonight. Guys, some big storylines right now. Andrews, Elias Duncan is out of this ball game, and it is not injury-related, and that is all I can get from the Andrews head um, coaching staff to in the box up here. Again, not injury-related out of this game. We'll see what happens next week. Andrews will be in the playoffs. So, halftime here at Evil Stadium. It is 21-14, Andrews over Jeff. Great job, Jeremy. Great reporting right there. Finding out that uh, Duncan not in this game, Paul. That's a that's a key loss for them. Yeah, in this age that we live in, I mean, you can always make your guesses. All I can sure. say is I've seen that same kind of stuff happen in uh, Major League Baseball games where they just come out and get a guy and just bring him off the field. So. Yeah, most definitely. Hey, we got some real-time action. It's Canyoteo Horizon. Big game. District title implications on the line in 2-5A Division 2. Let's go out to uh, – actually, 1-5A Division 2. Sorry about that. Let's go out to the coach, Jaime Chavez, for the latest on this one. Go ahead, Jaime. 48 left in the third quarter. It is now Canyoteo. 21, Horizon 14 at the start of the third quarter. L.J. Martin, Canotillo, a 95-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, and the two-point conversion was good. Martin also has a 16-yard touchdown run. Devin Granados, the Canotillo uh, quarterback, a 25-yard touchdown run. And Martin, he's got nine carries uh, thus far with, with 43 yards rushing. And for Horizon, Jacob he has the quarterback, two touchdown passes of 46 and eight yards to Ernie Garcia. So we have 8-12 left in the third quarter at Scorpion Stadium. It's Canyon Theo, 21, Horizon 14. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate that, Jaime, as we continue here on Football Friday Night. Wow, Canyon Teo on top of Horizon of a kickoff return for a touchdown by LJ Martin. Fantastic work right there. Let's keep it moving as we get more halftime reports. J.D. Sursley has the latest for us between Burgess and El Paso. J.D., take it away. All right, we are finally at a halftime. We've got 20 minutes left of it. Um, Burgess, 42. El Paso High, 8. Uh, Jerry Chaez, I mean, he's injured and battered, but he keeps playing. He's the only spotlight for El Paso High at 138 yards of passing with a 28-yard touchdown to Christian Carrillo. Um, I would have to mention that Travaris Jones got injured in the first half. He had he was almost going to break 200 yards at half, before halftime, but he got injured. He fumbled on the injury. Um, I mean, the turf monster got him. His knee buckled, and he did not look good. Um, but Ray Campos, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's in rarefied air in a high school football game right now because he has a passing 10-yard touchdown to quarterback uh, Andrew Rutledge, which was a, kind of like a Philly special. Then he actually also caught a 26-yard touchdown from Andrew Rutledge. He also has a interception and a 75-kick yard uh, return for a touchdown. So a passing, catching, kick yard touchdown, and an interception. That is a rarefied error for a football game for sure. Again, uh, 20 minutes left of, of halftime. Burgess 42, uh, El Paso High 8. And and a nice, I mean, it worked out nicely. Christian Correa, a little experiment, experiment for El Paso High, tall kid, 6'2", but a basketball kid. And they brought him over, uh, no football before this, this season, maybe back in, in middle school, who knows. But they plug him in, he's their best receiver. Another one who's on the brink of 1,000 yards, he's not going to go to the playoffs, so he better get it tonight if he can. The 28-yard touchdown, the only one of the night for El Paso High. Tavares Jones, on the other hand, that sounds like big news. Uh, the upside, if you're a Burgess Mustangs fan, 
this game's already well in hand. Maybe if somebody gets a little dinged up, you know, you pull them out. Anyway, I remember seeing Aaron Jones get pulled out of the Canyon by district game. And then he came back after about a 78-yard run on a counter. But he came back the next week and uh, tore up Herford. So just because Tavares Jones is down and he's off the field, that doesn't mean he's out. You know, we'll find out as time goes on. Most definitely. Let's keep things moving right now as we continue on Football Friday Night. Really appreciate that update by J.D. Sursley. Next up, Joey Panisi, Bowie at Austin. Joey, take it away. Sorry about that. This is actually El Dorado and Bel Air. Let's head out to uh let's actually head out to Isaiah Ramirez for El Dorado and Bel Air. Isaiah, take it away. No problem, Adrian. It's ten minutes thirty two seconds remaining in the third quarter with El Dorado leading Bel Air. Twenty one to fourteen. Halftime has commenced here on senior night. Um both teams looking for their first win in Super Five A uh with the winner taking on Lovett Cooper uh I'm a little Chescoso, I'm sorry, and the loser taking on uh, Lovett Cooper with Lovett Cooper taking on the first seed uh, with their win over Amarillo Tuscosa. As Paul had mentioned earlier in the show, with their quarterback BT Daniels going down as well. Uh, tonight for the Aztecs, it has been all Quincy Estrada. He has uh, 85 yards rushing on the ground with 11 carries, and he's under center with the quarterback position. He has just been um, just pounding through this defense for the Highlanders. For the Bedlar Highlanders, it has been Luceo Vasquez who has been standing out for them with 56 yards receiving on five catches. Um, he did also have an 80-yard kickoff return to the house for the Highlanders. Both teams uh, have struggled recently as programs with the most notable seasons going back to the 17-18 season with El Dorado earning second place at 6-1 and one, and Bel Air going 5-3 and three in that season as well. Um, the winner of this game would have to have an a easier task, and I would say easier, but Amarillo Chascosa is not a, a team to be messed with. Um, with also, Lovett Cooper going in with a five-star recruit with Kobe McKenzie. He had the privilege of watching the Pirates earlier this season when they took on the Hanks Knights. And as I'm reporting as well, it is a it looks like a 35-yard receiving touchdown by the Aztecs, um, kind of juggling both teams at one time here. Uh, so once again, with 10 minutes and 19 seconds, 10 minutes, 19 seconds remaining in the third quarter, it is El Dorado 27, Bel Air 14. Wow, right there, El Dorado getting the touchdown right before Isaiah Ramirez finished that, uh, finished that update. I was going to say, Isaiah, juggling two things at times. Yeah, yeah, welcome to our world, Isaiah. <laughs> yeah, three, th- three things at times. I love it. Hey, let's keep things rolling right now. We got some real-time action out at, with uh, Del Valle and Chapin. Alex Nicholas on the call for this one. Alex, take it away. 9-13 left in the third quarter. We have a scoring change. Del Valle leading Chapin 10-7. It would be the first play of scrimmage in the second half after a First play was called back for a, a holding penalty. Jesse Ramos would go 54 yards to Eli Molina. That would actually be set up by a 36-yard kickoff return by Santiago Sainz, just having himself a heck of a ball game. But Chapin, right back on the move right now. They're facing a third down from their from the Del Valle 30-yard line with 9:09 left in the third quarter. Del Valle leading Chapin 10 to 7. Thank you so much, Alex. Let's keep things moving right now. Delvai on top of Chapin, 10-7, going out to our Cisco Movers game of the week. It's Franklin and Pebble Hills. Brandon, the Iceman Cone, giving us the action. Brandon, take it away. 9.40 remaining here in the third quarter. Franklin has taken a 21-13 lead over Pebble Hills. Franklin wasting no time at the start of the third quarter as it takes them two plays to score. Quarterback Bird finds wideout Sparks, who's on fire as he scores on a 90-yard touchdown reception, his second of the game. Nobody can stop this kid. He's so darn fast. It's incredible. 
the uh, the two actually, like I said, took two plays to score rocket fast there, making the score Franklin twenty-one to thirteen. And Pebble Hills, their first possession of the second half, Spartans quarterback Ochoa throws an interception picked by Franklin's Hector Placio at the 30-yard line of the Cougars. We have 9-4 remaining here in the third quarter. Franklin 21-13 over Pebble Hill. And Adrian, this score just in from the Permian Basin, all done out there. Midland Legacy, the 34-21 win over Odessa Permian. Legacy's going to take the one seed. Hey, it's all cut and dried in uh, 2-6A now. Legacy's going to be the one seed. Abilene's going to be the two. Permian's the three. You're going to pull out the two bigs, and that means... That legacy is going to be the one seed, and they're going to host. Permian's going to be the two seed. They're going to travel. So we now know with Franklin and Pebble Hills, assuming Eastwood holds on to their win against Americas, we know the big school teams are going to be Franklin and Pebble Hills. So the winner of this contest, ah, we got that pesky three-way tie thing. But possibly, okay, if we get into a three-way tie, coin flip to decide who's going to travel to Midland League, Midland's Grounded Communications Stadium to face Legacy, and which team is going to host Odessa Permian? If Franklin wins this thing outright here tonight, they're going to be the one seed, and we now know that Odessa Permian, the mojo, will be coming to Franklin High School. There we go. I got it. You heard it here first from our own Paul McKinnon. We got another real-time update right now. Canyon Teal and Horizon. What a back-and-forth contest this has been. Let's head out to uh, the coach, Jaime Chavez, for the latest on this game. Jaime, take it away. 6.15 left in the third quarter. It is now Canutillo 29, Horizon 14. Canutillo quarterback Devin Granados, a 76-yard touchdown pass to L.J. Martin, and the two-point conversion was good as Martin lined up in the wildcat position, and he took it to right up the middle. Martin also has a 95-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, touchdown and a 16-yard touchdown run along with quarterback Canutillo quarterback Devin Granados, also a 25-yard touchdown run. L.J. Martin thus far, 10 carries, 45 yards rushing. So we have 5.53 left in the third quarter at Scorpion Stadium. Canyon Teo, 29, and Horizon, 14. Wow, Canyon Teo starting to distance themselves after back-to-back unanswered touchdowns. Thank you so much, Jaime, for the update on that one. One more uh, call, one more to get to as far as updates go. It's Joey Panisi out at Bowie and Austin. This one totally getting out of hand. Joey, give us the latest. Yes, with 10.50 to go left in the game in the fourth quarter, it's now the Austin Panthers, 44, the Bowie Bears, 0. Uh, with 1.29 left to go in the third quarter, uh, kicker Jared Gonzalez connected on a 32-yard field goal for Austin after Matthew Felix picked off Aaron Ramirez and ratted back to the 20. Um, earlier, a 32-yard TD run, Ivan Gonzalez's second TD run of the night. He scored at 9.39 in the third quarter. Um, it's his third touchdown of the year. It's all Austin. Both teams are substituting freely. So back to you at 10.20 to go in the fourth quarter. It's the Austin Panthers 44, the Bowie Bears 0. Thank you so much, Joey. Appreciate the update as we continue here on Football Friday Night. Let's run down some scores for you, then we'll get back out to some of our reporters in the busier games of the night. In our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, Franklin on top of Pebble Hills, 21-13. Eastwood all over America's 42 to nothing. Uh, make that 50 now from our Steve Escada. Said Andrew Martinez, starting quarterback, still in the game. Five-yard touchdown run, and oh, guess what they did? 
Remember how they had 42 before they scored the touchdown, and now they have 50? What do you think they did? They went, went for, for two? They went for two. Oh, oh, Paul, we love this, huh? E- Eastwood Troopers, they have officially grabbed the fourth and final playoff spot in District 16A, 50 to nothing. They lead America's. There's eight minutes and 57 seconds left in the third quarter. Maybe there's an opportunity to get to that 88-point uh, 88, <laughs> mark for the Eastwood Troopers. Let's see how long Andrew Martinez stays in the game. Del Valle on top of Chapin, 10-7. to 7. Also going on right now, Canyon Tio distancing themselves up 29-14 against Horizon. See if the Scorpions can come back in this one. Parkland on top of Hanks, 42-0. Andrus with a 21-14 lead over Jefferson. Burgess leading El Paso. 42 to 8. Austin all over Bowie, 44 nothing. El Dorado holding on to a 28-14 lead against Bel Air. And those are the scores I've got right now. Let's go out to our Cisco Movers game of the week. Welcome back, Brandon the Iceman Cone. It's Pebble Hills and Franklin. Brandon, take it away. 8:40 left here in the third quarter. Franklin holding on to that 21 to 13 lead. Remember that the Cougars wasted no time scoring to start the third quarter. A spectacular 90-yard touchdown reception by wideout Sparks to give the Cougars the 21-13 to edge. Right now, Franklin uh, kind of pushing at the door here. Their 45-yard line, their own 45-yard line, but they've been successful. A lot of penalties, though, have hurt them on this particular drive, but they're trying to knock on the door and score again. Again, the District 1-6-A title on the line here at Cougar Stadium. 8.30 to go third quarter. Franklin 21-13 to over Pebble Hills. Thank you so much, Brandon. Appreciate that update. 21-13, same score as we heard before. Let's go back out to uh, Del Valle and Chapin. It's a 1-5-A D1 district title that's on the line. Del Valle and Chapin. Alex, take it away. 5.47 left in the third quarter. Still 10-7 Del Valle. Big development in this game. It looked like Del Valle was going to score a touchdown. Jesse Ramos uh, would connect with Brandon Zayas for a long 47-yard gain. That would put the ball at the six-yard line, at, at Chapin's six-yard line. Very next play, they would try to run a quarterback lead up the left side. I'd put my head down, didn't see the fumble, but it was it, there was a fumble call, and it appeared Anthony Rivera fell on that fumble. Chapin recovered at their own three-yard line, and that's where we're at right now. Second down and 11 for Chapin with 522 left in the third quarter. Del Valle leading Chapin 10-7. Thank you so much, Alex. Appreciate that. 10-7 is the lead for Del Valle. Seems like that Conquistadores defense is holding up uh, tough. Yeah, so far so good for them, but uh, let's let's switch districts because I uh, just got this in from Fabens. Fabens and Mountain View fighting for the uh, third and fourth playoff spots in 1-4A. Headed to the fourth quarter, first snap of that quarter, 15-15. to Fabens and Mountain View are tied, and it's not like they know who they're going to get to play. Remember, 2-4A is crazy. Fort Stockton's in a battle for their lives with Andrews. Last time we checked, they were down 34-27. Big Spring all knotted up with Lakeview, 28-28. So the teams that are in the 1, 2, 3, and 4 spots, aside from the 4, may not be there in District 2-4A by the time the night is done. Uh, you got to love Week 11. It's, you know, it's always something. It's always something. That's exactly right, Paul. Uh, let's, ta- let's do this. Let's go out to Canyon Teal and Horizon. Welcome on Jaime Chavez one last time. Let's get him back for another update. It's Canyon Teal taking on Horizon. Jaime, take it away. We've got 318 left in the third quarter. It is now Canyon Teal 29 and Horizon 14. And Horizon gets a big break. They've got a first and goal at the Canyon Teal eight-yard line as a result of a roughing call. As quarterback Jacob Dehas was going out of bounds, 
and he got smacked pretty hard. And now he's uh, he's in the pistol formation with a first and goal at the eight. He's going to hand the ball off. It looks like uh, his running back has got the ball. That's Ernie Garcia going to his right with some shifty moves. He's going to take the ball down to the the two-yard line, and it's second and goal at the two. And now we've got an official's timeout. Again, 2.54 left in the third quarter. And Canutillo, 29, and Horizon, 14. Thank you so much, I Appreciate that. Let's run down the scores right now and then take a timeout. When we come back, we will rejoin some of our reporters across town. A scoring rundown. It's Franklin on top of Pebble Hills, 21-13. Eastwood leading America's 50 to nothing. Delvai holding on to a 10-7 lead over Chapin. Canutillo on top of Horizon, 29-14, just like you heard from Jaime Chavez. Parkland on top of Hanks, uh, 42 to nothing. Andrus leading Jefferson. 21-14. Also going on right now, Burgess with a 42-8 lead over El Paso High. Austin leading Bowie 44-0. El Dorado on top of Bel Air 28-14. And those are some of the scores that I've got here uh, locally. Also want to big uh, give a big thanks to Taco Avocat. It, you need a new place to try? Experience Taco Avocat for feel-good fast food. Family packs are available for the big game. You can stop by their drive-thru and grab Taco Avocado to go. And how about this one? Wear your school colors and you get 10% off any order at Taco Avocado. Dine in 2114 North Zaragoza on the far east side or order online at tacoavocado.com. Another real-time update to get to. It's our Cisco Movers game of the week. Franklin and Pebble Hills. Let's see what's changed here. Brandon the Iceman Cone with the coverage. Brandon, take it away. 7.40 to go in the third quarter. Franklin lighting up his quarterback, Bird, finds who his wideout, Bo Sparks, this time for a 42-yard touchdown reception. Sparks, six receptions, 201 yards, three touchdowns on the night. He cannot and will not be stopped to give the Cougars a 28-13 edge over Pebble Hill. 7.31 to go, third quarter. Franklin trying to outright win a District 168 title. They're up 28 to 13 over Pebble Hill. Excellent stuff, Brandon. Thank you so much. And Paul, that's Bo Sparks. That's the man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's not like Pebble Hills hasn't been down a couple of scores before, uh, you know, early in the in the second half. So uh 28-13. If it holds up this way, Franklin's gonna grab the uh 16A title and they're gonna wind up uh hosting Odessa Permian, which fell to Legacy tonight, 34 to 21. Midland Legacy is gonna host. So uh yeah, the second seed will be the uh Pebble Hill Spartans uh, uh tonight. Uh, assuming Franklin's this is all assuming Franklin gets to hold on and they will have to travel to Grande Communication Stadium and uh, that tough 9 and 1 undefeated in in 26A uh legacy team. So, you know, starting to figure things out as time goes on. The 4As are crazy, but the 6As and the 5As are starting to work themselves out. Andrus and Jefferson will get to Jeremy Caronco along with El Dorado and Bel Air. We'll get to Isaiah Ramirez right after this. Stay with us as Football Friday Night continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's continue here on Football Friday Night. Angel Munoz, producer, ball intern, he's with us here. Paul McKinnon, Adrian Bratis, we're filling in. Well, at least I am filling in for Bo Bagley. He'll be back in action next week. Playoff action. 
which is great as well. Uh, we got a real-time update. I promise we're going to get to Jeremy Caranco and Isaiah Ramirez at some point, maybe on later on in the night, maybe 30 minutes from now. we got another real-time update to get to. It's the coach Jaime Chavez out at Canutillo and Horizon. Coach, take it away. We've got 221 left in the third quarter. It is Canutillo 35 and Horizon 21. And... and L.J. Martin just ran one for a 50-yard touchdown run, and now they're going to try the extra point. They haven't had much success with the extra points tonight. Ganyutio, it's good. So that's going to that's going to change the score. That's going to make it Ganyutio 36 and Horizon 21 with 2:21 left in the third quarter. And before that, Jacob Quijas he fired a two-yard touchdown pass to Dominic Chaparro, and the extra point was good. Martin's got uh, 11 carries, 95 yards rushing. He also has a 95-yard touchdown return, kickoff return for a touchdown, a 16-yard touchdown run, also a 76-yard touchdown pass reception from quarterback Devin Granados. So we've got 2:21 left in the third quarter at Scorpion Stadium. It's kind of deal, 36 in Horizon 21. Wow, it's a it's going back and forth there. First, the Horizon cuts it to a one score game, and then Canyonteo extends their lead to now go up by two scores against Horizon. It's an interesting one, Paul. Yeah, and the quick answer from Canyonteo even more: Well, they strike. Okay, looks like Horizon's back in this game. Oh, not so fast. Bam! There goes L.J. Martin. Remember, and by the way, remember, 177 yards away from 2,000 was L.J. Martin. He eclipsed that, I'm sure, long ago. Uh, he's probably into his 2100s by now. In the big games, L.J. Martin always shows up. In you know the games where maybe it doesn't matter so much, he plays a little and he does a few things. But these are the games right here. The Del Valle's of the world and, and the Horizons for the district championship. L.J. Martin always shows up. This is still a game out right now between Jefferson and Andrus. Let's join Jeremy Caranco finally for an update on Jeff and Andrus. Jeremy, take it away. 731 third quarter. It's Andrews still holding on 21 to 14, but Jefferson has the football and they are driving guys a 50 yard pass right now. Akalich has hit Dylan Navarro and Jefferson is cooking on offense right now. And you've got to believe, guys, Duncan out of this game. This Andrews offense is all out of sorts right now. Uncomfortable, really. Cooper does seem under center with the football, even though he does have a nice night. It has been the second quarter and third quarter start. Not going well for Andrews. They have been shut down on defense by Jefferson. Again, as I mentioned, three turnovers in the second quarter in the red zone, fumbling the ball. Cooper had two of those. And right now, Jefferson, they they do have a powerful offense. Alcala, 30 total touchdowns on the year combined through the air and on the ground. He's definitely got the firepower. And right now, they have the football, and they're moving again right now. So, 7-31, we have a close one. It feels like it's going to be tight all night. So, 7-31, third quarter. It is Andrus 21 and Jefferson 14. And remember what's on the line here. For Andrus, if they can find a win this game, find a way to win this game, Austin and Burgess already well on their way. We'll have a three-way tie atop of uh, District 25A for the title. All three of those teams will get to host as it currently sits. If things don't change, the Asleta Indians are going to wind up going to uh, Andrus Eagle Stadium for by district next week. If Jefferson somehow finds a way to pull the upset, and you heard Andrus without their starting quarterback, Elias Duncan, Andrus falls all the way to the four seed, and they're going to wind up traveling to the uh, Canyoteo Horizon winner. So you talk about a fall from grace. Oh, by the way, I, I saw Andrus week one against Chapin, and uh, 
Jeremiah uh, Cooper, they put him back there in, in the uh, in the Wildcat, and he was an offense all unto himself. So Duncan out of the game. Again, it's like what we talked about with Malachi Doe and Malcolm Anderson. Well, Doe's out, but now you get Anderson. Is that really what you want? If Cooper is healthy and they put him under center, I mean, he's going to have his hands on the ball. Every possession, Jeremy says they don't look too good right now, but for Jeremy, for Cooper, you know, a, a zig this way and a zag that way, and 60 yards later, Anderson's in the end zone. Let's go out to another game where we've got some real-time action, Del Valle and Chapin. Alex Nicholas on the call for this one. This one to decide 1-5-A Division One. Alex, take it away. 11-04 left in the fourth quarter. Chapin has taken a 14-10 lead over Del Valle. When you guys last left, remember, Chapin recovered that fumble and tied their own three-yard lines. Ah, no problem. 17-play, 97-yard drive. Mason Standiford to Anthony Rivera. Yes, that man again making touchdown catches. That would be number 19. Number 40 for Standiford throwing on uh, – throw, uh, throw, uh, uh, touchdown passes on the season. So 11 minutes and running left here in the fourth quarter and Chafin leading Del Valle 14-10. to 10. Thank you so much, Alex. Appreciate that. Paul, earlier this week we had a caller who who asked us, hey, huh. last week you guys were trashing Chapin. You you guys on Football Friday, I was like, woo, yeah, right. let me pull up the air checks. Let me show you exactly what we said on the show. This Chapin Huskies team is for real. Six wins in a row trying to make it seven, but can they take the uh, 1-5A Division One crown? Maybe that was targeted at me. I, I said, well, yeah, I'll, I'll take Del Valle in this one. And as I recall, you said I'll take Chapin. So I don't know how that we stuff is trash. And saying they're not going to win is not trashing anybody. Exactly. Yet we've been on Chafin all all season long. But, wow, this is the kind of stuff that legends are made of right here. You know, Chapin teams 10, 20 years from now, if the Huskies are able to hold on to this thing, getting the ball at your own three-yard line and taking it 97 yards down the field and finding – Oh, the sophomore again, Anthony Rivera. We said over the last month, this kid has exploded on the scene. And, and again, more of it tonight, 14-10. to 10, Alex Nicholas, he's got a terrific game out there at Irvin Memorial. Before we get to Isaiah Ramirez, I promise we're going to get to him somehow this hour, but we got to get to another real-time action game. It is Kenya Teal and Horizon. Wow. Jaime Chavez with the call on this one. Go ahead, Jaime. 154 left in the third quarter. It is Kanye Theo, 36, and Horizon, 28. Quarterback uh, Jacob Gijas of Horizon, he just had a 46-yard touchdown run. The extra point is good. And Gijas, he's got 12 carries tonight, 108 yards rushing and passing. He's 14 of 19, 186 yards in the air. Three touchdown passes, passes of 46 and 8 yards to Ernie Garcia, and also a two-yard touchdown pass to Dominic Chaparro. On the other side, L.J. Martin, He's got 11 carries, 95 yards rushing, and he also has a 50-yard touchdown run and a 95-yard kickoff return So for a touchdown. So 131 left in the third quarter. At Scorpion Stadium, it's kind of deal, 36, Horizon 28. It's still a game, Paul. It is still a game. Thank you so much, Jaime. Appreciate the coverage on that one. Yeah, this started to look more and more like that Chapin Horizon game from uh, about a month back. And Horizon, obviously, comfortable in, the, in these things. I thought I heard Jaime say L.J. Martin's run for 95 yards. Just looking at some of the, the scoring plays, I know there was a kickoff return, but a 16-yard touchdown run, a 76-yard run, and I believe a 50-yard run. So maybe that was 196. I'm just trying to make sure what I said prior, that L.J. Martin has eclipsed the 2,000 rush mark. I just don't want to be wrong, and hopefully I'm not. 
Oh, man. How about this update real quick? This is from our very own Jeremy Caranco. Jeremiah Cooper to the rescue. His seventh interception of the year, and he gets a big return. Eagles at the Jefferson 10 after Jefferson drove it all the way inside Andrews' territory. And that's coming off of uh, back-to-back pick sixes a week ago. So Jeremiah Cooper, yeah, well, the colleges like him. And, you know, he's going to one. And why is he going? Because he's pretty good at covering folks. And he's pretty good at covering folks in, in the El Paso area. Seven INTs. Remember, this guy's missed uh, several games this season. Only played a little over a quarter versus Burgess. So seven picks in really about six games. Yeah, pretty impressive. Speaking of guys who are pretty good at covering stuff, let's go out to Isaiah Ramirez. It is El Dorado and Bel Air. Isaiah, take it away. 46 seconds remaining in the third quarter. El Dorado is leading Bel Air 35 to 14. Last time I talked to you guys, it was a 40 yard receiving touchdown by the Aztecs' uh, Alex Sotelo. Uh, that is his third reception on the night. Um, Bel Air was driving, looking to make a good uh, rush towards the end zone, but they ended up fumbling. Those recovered by the Aztecs' Jordan uh, Tarin. Um, that led to the ensuing 46 yard receiving touchdown, I mean, run, sorry, rushing touchdown by quarterback Quincy Estrada. It has been his show tonight for El Dorado. He has now 132 yards rushing on the ground on 12 carries with three rushing touchdowns. So it's looking more and more now like El Dorado is going to meet Amarillo Tuscosa in the by district round. So once again, now with 20 seconds remaining in the third quarter, it is El Dorado 35, Bel Air 14. And our Jaime Chavez wants to double check me. And, you know, I never like when they do that. We'll give him a bad game next week. That's okay. LJ Martin, uh, I said a 76 yard touchdown run. Of course, that's incorrect. Uh, Jaime uh, correctly reported a 76 yard touchdown reception. Wow, just looking at it again. What a night LJ Martin's having. 76 yard touchdown catch, 95 yard kickoff return for a touchdown, and a 50 and 16. Uh, yard touchdown runs. So when he says uh, 95 yards, I think it was going into the night. Yeah, that's gonna that leaves him still about 80 yards shy of the 2,000 yard mark. But who cares? L.J. Martin all over this game. Sorry to sorry to jump Jeremy here. No, that's perfect. I, I'm glad that you said this, Paul, because he's there's still a lot of game left. I mean, the way that this one's going, maybe maybe he gets to that mark. Who knows? Mm. Uh, let's go out to our very own Steve Escajeda. It's Americas and Eastwood. Let's see what has changed out there in East El Paso. Steve, take it away. Well, there's been a lot of changes, but uh, nothing good for Americas. We've got 6-13 to go in the third quarter. Eastwood now on top 58 to nothing. This time, uh, quarterback Andrew Martinez hands the ball off to wide receiver Michael Caldera, who stops, turns, and passes the ball for a 40-yard touchdown pass to Aaron Rodriguez. And guess what, guys? 56 nothing. Who, you know, one point is not going to be good enough, so they go for two again. This time, the pass is good by quarterback Andrew uh, uh, Martinez to make it 58 to nothing. And uh, your guys' prognostication of 70 or 80 might come true after all. Again, we're just halfway through the third quarter. It's 58 nothing. And uh, just to give you uh, Andrew Martinez's night so far, 14 out of 20, 235 yards, four touchdown passes, oh, and also 70 yards rushing and a couple of more scores on the ground. 6-13 to go on this one. This game was over a long time ago. It's Eastwood, 58, America's zero. And I think we have the answer to our question from a week ago. You know, what's going to happen to America's off, you know, giving up the, the Franklin win? Well, I, I think the latter have a sad way for, them, for their season to end. Coming off the best game of their year, they really gave it to Franklin uh, last week. They were the better team for more than three quarters, a blocked field goal return at the end. 
and uh, they go down, and, and I think their spirits went down with that. As far as the Eastwood and uh, an America saga, these teams like putting a hurting on each other uh, on the scoreboard. So, you know, America's dealt it out to Eastwood. Tonight, Eastwood's dealing it out to America's, and I'm sure in another year or two or three or four, we'll be in a similar situation where maybe Eastwood's on the low side. And you know Patrick Melton, he's not going to take his foot off that gas either. They do not like each other one bit. And with the America's side, they're young. They're they're a young team with uh, their sophomore quarterback and Mark Moore. Right. America's uh, lost their first four games of the season, then they reeled off three straight. They had some success a little bit. They had Franklin on the ropes, and yeah, this is how it ends. This and is how the season is. This this is how it goes. And they've been playing without Caesar Drennan the whole time, which which is a huge loss for those guys. I think he was about to 500 yards near near game six when he went down. He's a guy who'd be pushing a thousand yards. And again, you would have that two pronged attack that we're we're always talking about. You'd have the quarterback who can run uh, Mark Moore. You know he's around 700 yards as well. You would have two more guys who were kind of pushing the 1,000-yard barrier. In fact, I said more 700. He's in the 900s. He has a shot to go over 1,000 as well. But he and Drennan would be that little two-headed monster attack. Uh, Anthony Miranda, the sophomore uh, receiver who's really come on strong over the last three or four weeks that have a nice little attack there. They're missing Drennan. Uh, The Gomez-Scott kid as we talked about in the beginning, had his first big game last week against Franklin, went over 100 yards for the first time in his career, and again, as you said, a sophomore. They got a lot of them around. These guys are going to get better, and Eastwood better hope they get better as well because if America's has a shot to do what the Trailblazers, what the Troopers are doing to the Trailblazers tonight, that didn't make any sense. But if America's is ever in Eastwood's position, Eastwood better look out. In our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, it's Pebble Hills taking on Franklin. Brandon, the Iceman Cone, joins us. This is getting ready for fourth quarter action. Brandon, take it away. 10.48 left in this game, and Franklin maintaining their 28-13 to 13 edge over Pebble Hills. Again, fourth Franklin, the star of the night. Why not Bo Sparks? Uh, unbelievable evening, nine receptions, 210 yards, three touchdowns. Worth noting, though, that Pebble Hills is definitely in scoring range there right now at the Franklin 25-yard line, thanks to a bad punt by the Cougars and a good return by the Spartans, about a 30-yard return that got them in to scoring territory. So we'll see what happens. 10-19 to go in the game, and it's Franklin up 28-13 to over Pebble Hill. Appreciate that, Brandon. Let's keep things moving. Let's go out to the 158-D1 district title game. It's Chapin and Del Valle. Let's welcome on Alex Nicholas uh, to give us another update. Alex, take it away. 9:04 left in the game. Chapin leading Del Valle 14-10. Chapin just got the ball back, but they're going to go three in out. They're going to give the ball back to Del Valle here. Another interesting note that I do need to mention on there, on the, on the possession change, word, but when Chapin got the ball right here, uh, Anthony Rivera, he was blocking for Zeke Pastron. Pastron with a 12-yard punt return, and Rivera was rolled up on. He's on the sideline right here out of the game at the moment. So an interesting development here for Chapin. But 8.55 left in the ballgame. Chapin leading Del Valle 14-10, and Del Valle takes over at their own 25. Appreciate that, Alex. Thank you so much for the update. Let's keep things moving right here. And welcome on Jeremy Caronco. Last time we checked, Jefferson Andrus was a bit closer. Let's see if that's still the case or if Andrus was able to separate themselves. Jeremy, take it away. 
337 third quarter. It is now Andrews 28 and Jefferson 14. The breathing room is back and thanks in part to the star Jeremiah Cooper. The future Iowa State Cyclones zigzagged on offense, also on defense. Like Paul mentioned, he can do it all. He gets his seventh interception, runs it back all the way to the 10, and then Malcolm Anderson, hello, his third touchdown of the night. That puts him at 12 on the ground for the season. The savior right now for the Eagles. A big score right there for Andrus. They were able to stop Jefferson on the ensuing drive, and then now they'll have the football back. But there looks like they'll be punting back to Jeff. So a big score for Andrus where they're unable to find some offense. They get a big defensive play, and they punch it in. So 304 third quarter, it is now Andrus 28 and Jefferson 14. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Appreciate that. Let's keep things moving right now and go out to Joey Panisi for a wrap of Austin and Bowie. Joey, take it away. Yes, at senior night, the seniors did not disappoint the Austin faithful. Final score, Austin 54, Bowie 0. Um, first of all, before I get into the Austin remarkable game they played, Bowie didn't even muster over 60 yards in total offense. But I've got to give credit to their game quarterback, Aaron Ramirez. You know, this year um, he's amassed 1,494 total yards. He's five foot five inches tall, weighs 140 pounds. Uh, that comes up to 180, 86 yards per game. Um, talk about a heart. He was crying on his show, on his coach's shoulder out there. It's kind of pretty sad, but it was all Austin. Uh, it's a scorekeeper's nightmare. They had ten different running backs, and six, seven different guys scored. Jaden Wilson didn't play the second half. He had a 31-yard touchdown in the first half. Is eleventh of the year. Israel Luna. Uh, sixth touchdown of the year, uh, Gabriel Lugo touchdown, Ivan Gonzalez touchdown, Irving Cortinas is a great quarterback, and he can throw the ball, but get this, guys, he's only thrown 23 passes all year. Tonight he threw nine. Uh, he had a touchdown. He was seven for nine for 80 yards, Cortinas. Um, Jared Gonzalez was seven for seven in his point after touchdowns, and he contributed a 32-yard field goal. And then here's something interesting. They put in defensive lineman Theo Jones is a running back and Theo had four carries for 59 yards uh this kid was a moose he's 5'8 230 pounds um all night long all night long Aaron Ramirez was just plagued by Theo sacked him twice really hard uh he was chased out of bounds twice by six foot four 240 pound William Lamb and then 6-1, Jaden Williams, 210 pounds, blitzed through the line and just nailed him on a, on a sack. So it was all Austin. Uh, they will host Parkland probably, as I talk to the coach, next Thursday night. Uh, Bowie closes the year at a disappointing 1-9. and nine. Uh, And let's see. And Austin finishes the year 7-3. and three. So back to you guys in the studio. Uh, we're closing the lights here at Austin's Ari McKee Stadium. Final score, Austin 54, Bowie 0. Adrian, a couple of points from Steve Escajeda. The uh, Eastwood America's game, uh, actually they didn't go for two. He said there was some confusion on the field. They came back out, kicked the extra point. 57 to nothing. Eastwood now leads. And at Ray Adalto's game out at uh, Parkland Matador Stadium, the bull ring has been a Hanks night injury. Uh, play's been shut down there for – for a good uh, 30 minutes now, so that that game remains uh, where it's at, which was uh, what 35 to nothing still. Parkland over Hanks. That's got to be still early third quarter. 
Most definitely. We've got a real-time update right now. It's the coach, Jaime Chavez. Can you teal and horizon? Jaime, take it away. Eight seconds left in the third quarter. It is now Canutillo 43 and Horizon 28. Uh, L.J. Martin, yet another touchdown run. He just had a touchdown run for 38 yards uh, and the extra point. Uh, it was good. Martin, 133 yards rushing thus far on 12 carries. He also has touchdown runs of 50 and 16 yards, a 76-yard touchdown reception, and a 95-yard kickoff return for a touchdown Martin and Canutillo coming to life in the third quarter, and that winds down the third quarter here at Scorpion Stadium with the fourth quarter just about to get underway, and it's Canutillo 43, Horizon 28. Horizon's turn, looks like. Exactly. This is uh, Jacob Quijas, Ernie Garcia, whoever you whoever you want right there, pick your poison. Uh, one of the big storylines to kind of watch in this one, uh, LJ Martin trying to eclipse 2,000 rushing yards. It seems like he's uh, at least putting together a nice resume for today. But on other in total yards of offense, he is. But, huh. man, we'll see what he could do for the rest of this one. Yeah, don't forget the 40-yard punt return that, that set up the first touchdown. Yeah, a little bit of everything. A 38-yard touchdown there. So just based off the TD runs we've seen out of Martin, that's – that's, uh, what, 95 and 138, so 133, 133 yards, plus all the runs that we haven't seen. Woo. Maybe he's like uh, Chris Carter, you know, just catches touchdowns. L.J. Martin, the only time he runs is when he runs for a touchdown. Who knows? That's exactly right. Let's go out to uh, El Paso and Burgess. It's J.D. Sursley out at this one. Last time we checked, the Mustangs were up 42-8. to eight. J.D., take it away. All right, four minutes left in the third quarter. Um, Tavares Jones' injury um, did not bother him whatsoever at half, apparently. Uh, it only took him two plays on the first drive to make it 49 Burgess, El Paso High 8. He's over 300 yards in the game uh, with his third touchdown, uh, 80 yards in the first first drive of the second half. Um, Burgess 49, El Paso High 8. Three minutes and 40 seconds left in the third quarter. All right. Appreciate it, J.D. Thank you so much. Let's go out to Ray Adalto. Parkland taking on Hanks. Ray, take it away. Seven minutes, 12 seconds left in the third quarter. We did have a 30-minute-plus delay because of a serious injury to a Hanks player who was taken away in an ambulance. Uh, the uh, ensuing uh, third and fourth down for Hanks, they punted. Uh, Parkland took over, and in their second play of that series, with a 67-yard TD run by Dante Lewis. Point after was good, making the score. The Matadors 49, the Hanks Knights 0. So with seven minutes and eight seconds left in the third quarter, and we hope that the clock runs from now on, <laughs> it is. Parkland, 49, Hank, zero. Appreciate that, Ray. Thank you so much. Yeah, for your sake, I, I hope so too, man. I, I hope that you get you get out of Matador Stadium uh, pretty early on that one. Yeah, it's a tough one, Paul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know the emotions after uh, injury, everybody on the, you know, um, your teammate if you're a Hank Snyder lying on the ground, and even even your own mortality if you're on the other side of the field, uh, Parkland Matador, you know, it's a violent game, it's a fun game, people love it. They turn out on Friday nights to see it, but, you know, at the end, there's risk involved. 
Let's run down some scores right now, and then we'll take a timeout after this. First off, in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, fourth quarter action, Franklin on top of Pebble Hills, 28-13. Eastwood all over Americas, 57-0. Chapin leads Delvia, 14-10. Canutillo with a 43-28 lead over Horizon. Parkland on top of Hanks, 49-0. Andrus with a 28-14 lead over Jefferson. Burgess leading Andrus, 42-8. Austin on top of Bowie. Uh, actually, this is a final. Austin beats Bowie 54 to nothing. Also, El Dorado on top of Bel Air 35-14. Montwood leading Socorro 41 to 13. And the only out-of-town game we really need to look at is out of 26A. Midland Legacy uh, takes down Odessa Permian 34 to 21. With that victory, they claim the one seed, and they will be the one big seed, which means likely if Franklin Pebble Hill stays the way it is. 28-13. Last I looked, uh, Franklin on top of Pebble. Pebble Hills will wind up going to Grande Communication Stadium at a, at a time probably uh, next Friday uh, for uh, by district. Franklin will get to stay home and host. And the Mojo, Odessa Permian will be coming to them. At the other end of things, Eastwood, they're in the playoffs. Uh, the beating they put Are you on. sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fifth, what, what was it? 50, 57, 57 to nothing. Yeah, I, I think they can hold on to that. Eastwood's going to wind up traveling to Abilene. Uh, six and one. Well, actually, five and one in the district, seven and three Abilene, which remember beat Permian to open district play. That's where the Eastwood Troopers are going to wind up going. So, congratulations, you beat America's tonight. Abilene next up on the docket, and uh, that just leaves East Lake. East Lake is going to wind up hosting and uh, Amarillo, not Amarillo Tesco, so San Angelo Central, who again's in the playoffs by virtue of that forfeit. Uh, week one of district play versus versus Wolford Friendship Central is going to come to uh, Eastlake. That's the way it's looking. Pebble Hills with another one of those late comebacks. Could throw a monkey wrench into all that. You know, game's not over yet. Back to Jeremy Caronco for a real-time update. Andrus and Jefferson. Jeremy, take it away. 2-23, third quarter and a huge play. A touchdown for Jefferson. 28-21, to 21, a 45-yard pass. It was Alcala to Roman Gomez on a third and 15 at the Andrews 45-yard line. A huge play. And Jefferson right back in this ball game uh, with 2:19 third quarter. 2:19 left in the third quarter. It is now Andrews 28 and Jefferson 21. And let me just repeat it again. Andrews is in a three-way tie for first place in District 25A. They have a chance to host fourth place in 1-5A, which looks to be the Asled Indians after what Parkland's doing uh, to Hanks tonight through two and a half quarters. If they lose this game to Jefferson, they fall all the way down to the uh, four seed. So you go from the one to the four, and all of that could happen in a matter of, what do we hear, three minutes left in the third quarter? That's right. So in the next 15 minutes, the Andrus Eagles could go from the one seed in District 2-5A to the four seed, and instead of hosting Asleta, they get to travel to this Canyon Horizon winner. And, oh, by the way, a couple of pretty good-looking offenses over there. I'm not sure they want to go to either Horizon or Canyon Hey, thanks so much to the El Paso Association of Builders. Real high school football action is brought to you by Real Texas Builders. Ask your home builder if they are members of the El Paso Association of Builders. The home of Real Texas Builders. Learn more at ElPasoBuilders.com. We're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, we're going to get update you with more scores and uh, more uh, recaps as, as we continue Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 
Welcome back to Football Friday Night. Oh, That's boy. exactly right. Uh, we uh, we've got a lot of great games going on all across the city of El Paso. Uh, we let, let's go down our scoreboard uh, right now as we continue. Franklin on top of Pebble Hills, twenty eight to thirteen. Looks like Del uh, Chapin might hold on in this one. Wow. They're up fourteen to ten against Del Valle. Uh, uh, Eastwood on top of America, sixty five to eight. Also Parkland on top of Hanks. 49 to nothing. Andrus with a 28-21 lead over Jefferson. Also mm. going on right now. Burgess all over uh all over El Paso 42 to 8. Yeah, 49 to 8. Now another Tavares Jones touchdown. Perfect. Uh we got a final from earlier. It's Austin beating Bowie 54 to nothing. Also with uh, Isaiah Ramirez El Dorado on top of Bel Air 35-14 and then Montwood with a 41-13 lead over Socorro. Any other scores that we can get to, Paul? Any uh, outside scores? I know we've been looking for Fabian's Mountain View. That's been one that we've been kind of having on our radar. Same with Clinton Sanelli and Anthony and Alpine. Yeah, that, that Mountain View game was 15 up uh, going to the fourth quarter. So, you know, they're a little too busy to uh, answer uh, uh, my request. So, uh, like I said, I'm sure that one's going down to the wire. We should get a score on that one shortly. Now let's talk a little bit about this Chapin Del Valle matchup and what would happen uh, if the Huskies were to hold on into this one. Uh, we're getting from Alex Nicolas, our reporter, that Chapin is letting the clock run down on the third play. They'll face fourth down and two from the Del Valle 16, two minutes to go in the fourth. So Del Valle will at least have an opportunity, Paul. But what, what are the implications if uh, Chapin holds on? Yeah, we'll need to hear that for sure. But, uh, yeah, if Chapin holds on, they become the one seed and the champs of Super 5 AM. What a, what a comeback that's been for them. It's been some poor years for Chapin. They never missed the playoffs. But if they'd have stayed in the district that, that they've been in, which is District 2 5 A, they would have missed the playoffs a few times. They were lucky to be in the Super 5 A, where all four teams uh, normally go into the playoffs. But, boy, have they really turned it around uh, this year. Congrats to Ryan Warner and that staff. Even if they don't hold on, this team has exploded over the last month. But if they do win, then that means the number four seed, Amarillo Caprock, is going to come to Chapin to Irvin Memorial Stadium for by district next week, whether that be on a Thursday or Friday. That that should be Chapin's call. The loser in this one, and we're not saying Del Valle's lost it. You said they get, get the ball one more time. Whoever loses this contest – uh, they get to host as well, so it's not the end of the world. And the only difference, Amarillo High is the team that's going to be coming. And I would think Amarillo High probably seeing red. They thought they were sitting there and they're going to be able to host a game next week. And all of a sudden they got to travel to El Paso. The one thing I can say is the weather's better than, than where they're coming from. So, Oh, most definitely. Hey, I uh, want to give a big shout-out to the Greater El Paso Football Showcase. We're talking a lot about senior players across the city of El Paso. Well, senior football players have to have their SAT and ACT results submitted by December 1st to be eligible for the combine and for the game. You can go to 915showcase.com and check out 915showcase all over social media to see weekly top five performers, scores and stats of teams, players, and more. Let's head back to the phone lines right now. It's Alex Nick. Nicholas, who has Chapin and Del Valle. Alex, take it away. 140 left in our fourth quarter. Chapin 14, Del Valle 10. Right now, Chapin, our Del Valle came up with a huge fourth down stop. They're facing a third down and three 
from their own 25-yard line. The only catch here, Del Valle is out of timeouts here as there's 140 left in the ballgame. This is the final gasp of air here for Del Valle. Ramos does a short pass to the far side. They blew it dead. I believe we're going to get a false start on Del Valle, and that really both teams have played a clean game in terms of penalties, and it is a false start. So now that third down and two turns into a third down and seven from Del Valle's own 20-yard line, 138 left in the ballgame. Chapin 14, Del Valle 10, and again, Del Valle's out of timeouts. They burned it on that last series where they stuffed Chapin on a third down and four. They, were, they gained two, and then on a third down and on a fourth down and two, they just shot the gaps, and everybody was in the backfield here. So we'll keep it on this third down and seven play. Ball on the far hash. They're going from right to left. Ramos out of the shotgun. He slides the running back, Christian Martinez, to the left of him. Takes a snap. Five-step drop, throws right, completes the pass across the 30. It's Eli Molina, falls forward to the 35, just shy of the 40-yard line. They may give him the 38. That's going to move the chain, 13-yard pickup, and a first down here. And again, Del Valle has no timeouts left, so they're quickly right back up to the line of the line of scrimmage at their own 36 is where they'll mark it. Ramos back to pass, looking right, throws right. It's caught right at the first down marker. Molina catches it and goes out of bounds, just shy of the 50-yard line. So they'll give him 12 more yards, 121 left here in the ball game, and Del Valle trailing Chapin 14-10, and they're 52 yards away from a possible. Miracle win here at Urban Memorial Stadium. First hey. and 10 ball on the far hash. Go ahead, Adrian. Alex, we'll take it from you. We'll, we'll keep you on hold. We're just going to get two quick updates real quick, and then we'll send it right back to you. Let's get a really quick update from Brandon the Iceman Cone. It's the Cisco Movers game of the week. Pre- uh, Franklin and Pebble Hills. Brandon, take it away. Uh, it's a final here. Franklin wins the District 1-6A title 35-13 over Pebble Hills. Wow, it's a final. Franklin takes the title. And what Brandy didn't tell you just shot me this text. Miles McWhorter, an 80-yard run to blow that one open late. Wow. The put-away score. It. Let's get a quick update also from Jeremy Caranco. It is Jefferson and Andrus. Jeremy, take it away. 10-26. Now we've reached the fourth quarter. Andrus 28, Jefferson 21. Andrus has the football right now. Uh, at the 20-yard line of Jefferson, this quick second-down play will get it to you because these plays are always explosive and a uh, four-yard run for Cooper there on there'll be a third down. So that's what Anders is looking at here. They'll try and punch it in to get more breathing room. So 10-13, uh, fourth quarter, it is Anders 28 and Jefferson 21. Jeremy, stay with us. We will get right back to you. Let's go back to Alex Nicolas for Del Valle and Chapin. Alex, take it away. 27 seconds left in the ballgame, and here is our game, guys. Chapin leading Del Valle 14 to 10. It's going to be a fourth down and 10 for Del Valle. When you guys went to the other updates, Ramos was sacked for a, six, a 13-yard loss, completed a 13-yard pass on third down, and here we are on fourth down, trips up top, uh, Ramos out of the shotgun, back to throw, looking, has time. Now he's going to scramble to his right, evade the uh, potential rusher, throws far side, and it's going to be caught. Are we going to have a catch on the far sideline? No call yet. It is a catch. Molina, a first down inside the wow. Delvai, 38-yard wow. line, a 14-yard pickup. Oh, Jesse Ramos with the nails rolling to his right, had two Chapin defenders on him. They'll actually mark it at the 39-yard line, 17 kicks to go, and Delvai is all is out of timeouts. Four wide set, ball in the far hash. Delvalle driving right to left. Ramos out of the shotgun. Takes the snap, throws in the middle. It's tipped, caught. It's going to be caught. Damon Diaz with the catch, just shy of the first down marker. 30 At the 30-yard line, nine seconds to go. Eight, 
seven. Delvaya trying to clock it. Five, four, and they do with three seconds left. And then there's a flag, though. There may be a flag. I right don't on. think the Delvaya, one, uh, one of the wings didn't get set here. Chapin is celebrating like yeah. this is probably the end of the game because if it is a pre-snap penalty, correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, but we'll have a 10-second runoff. That's right. And there's, o- and there's only three seconds left. So we'll wait for the call. The white hat is in the middle of the field. This has to be a, a, a either a legal formation or somebody didn't get set. They did a great job of getting to the line of scrimmage to pocket. Uh, but three seconds left. We still have an official huddle here. So I'll leave it up to you guys where we go. But it looks like the, you, you guys know usually some of the late game decisions are going to be very, very key. And now the white hat's walking over here to the near side to talk with Coach Warner. Real quick, Alex, just want to give one more final score. Montwood defeating Socorro, 41-13. That one's in the books. So now the White Hat's talking, and it's Chapin celebrating. It looks like they are going to give them that 10-second that ten runoff, but there's three seconds left, so it was an illegal shift actually on Del Valle. That's going to run the clock out. That looks like that will do it. Chapin with their ninth district title in school history. Final score, Chapin. Del- 14, Del- 10. All right, hang with me, Alex. We'll get back to you for a game recap once you uh, finish up all your stats. I'll, I'll give you some time to catch up on here uh, with everything. Wow, Chapin winning a district title over Del Valle. How about that, Paul? And Adrian Broaddus called it. So anybody who calls into Sports Talk this week and says, hey, wow, hey, why are you, why are you dumping on uh, Chapin? You can tell, <laughs> hey, I've been on those guys for a month. Wow, what a huge win. And, and again, we said, uh, Ryan Warder, congratulations to him. This is a guy who started at Chapin. He was part of the first senior class, played with Chris Day, played with uh, Frankie Martinez, who's now the head coach at uh, El Dorado. So, you know, it's, it's, it's old home week for him. He came back just like Gary Ricotta at Riverside, and uh, he resurrected his program, brought it back to life, and wow, look, all of a sudden they're district champs. Who would have thought this five or six weeks ago? Uh, certainly not me. Uh, I don't know, maybe not you. Not me, not yeah, me. No, I mean, Del Valle was the clear team, uh, you know, three, four weeks ago, and Chapin just proved everybody wrong seven in a row. The Huskies uh, win it on the road against Del Valle to take the 1-5A district title. And again, that shows you just how fun football is. I think for the first month we talked about, oh, look how interesting all these other districts are, except for Super 5A. You know, it's Del Valle, and then it's you know just a bunch, a bunch of junk. Well, well, it really wasn't. Uh, Chapin played some ball. El Dorado played some ball. El Dorado's got their hands full with uh, Bel Air tonight. It, it actually turned into something fun. You know, these teams are competitive, and anytime teams are close to each other, I mean, you know, it's a pick em. We got to go back to before we get to Brandy the Iceman Cone for our game wrap up. Speaking of district titles with Franklin topping Pebble Hills, got to get to a quick update from Jeremy Caranco. Hot action out with Jefferson and Andrus. Jeremy, take it away. 8 11, fourth quarter, and is Andrus 28, Jefferson 21. Andrus, we just spoke with you guys last time. They were inside the 20 and they're unable to score. Shane, uh, let's see, Shane Owens misses a 32-yard field goal just moments ago, so Jefferson is back with the football with the chance to tie this ball game up. So 8-11, fourth quarter, Jefferson has the football. They trail Andrews 28-21. to Thank you so much. Quarter. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, hang with us as, as well. We're going to get right back to you. I want to first get to Brandon the Iceman Cone. Let's get him out of there as Franklin beats Pebble Hills for the district title. Brandon, take it away. It's a final here. As the Cruises are victorious and win the District 1-6-8 title outright, they win 35-13 to 
over Pebble Hills. Now, worth noting that the end of this game was, uh, you know, there was a lot of drama as uh, Pebble Hills was knocking on the door a couple times. They were actually stopped on a fourth and one at the Franklin 20 with 9.31 left. The defense of the Cougars really stepping up in the second half. And then, uh, you know, Pebble Hills actually was, was trying to score with 3.20 left. And Eric Marine fumbled at the two-yard line, goes into the end zone, recovered by Franklin's Yahir Ramirez, who gets the touchback. And the Cougars end up capitalizing then at the 257 mark of the game as their running back there takes it for a spectacular 80-yard run there as Miles McCorder ends up scoring on the 80-yard run to put the game away and give Franklin the 35-13 win in the District 168 title. So two huge Defensive stops, of course, the blunder, the fumble by Pebble Hills, and ultimately the stop on fourth and one were really what ended up giving the Cougars the, the game and the District 1-6-A title here. Let me go ahead and give you some final stats as the victorious Franklin Cougars end up 8-2 and this year, 7-0 and in 1-6-A, as they are the District 1-6-A champions. They'll host Permian next week in the bi-district playoffs. For Franklin, their quarterback, Cameron Bird, great night. 15 of 30, 275 yards through the air, three touchdowns. Also, Miles McCorder, their running back, 10 carries, 114 yards. Uh, they get touchdown, that solidifying 80-yard touchdown at the end of the game. Bo Sparks, what a game, nine, touch, or nine touches, rather, nine receptions, 210 yards, three touchdowns for the victorious Cougars. For Pebble Hills, they finished the year 6-4, and 5-2 and two in 1-6-A. Gael Ochoa. 5 of 15, 38 yards, but he did the damage really on the ground. 41 carries for 215 yards and a touchdown. Also, Eric Marin had 17 carries for 65 yards and a fumble. And also worth noting that Marcus Torres had uh, three receptions for 20 yards. So, again, it's a final here. What a game as Franklin really pulls away in the fourth quarter and wins the 1-6-8 title by a final of 35-13 to over Pebble Hill. Great job, Brandon. We'll see you out at Union Draft House. Thank you so much. Franklin topping Pebble Hills 35-13. A lot of games to get to. First, let's get to Jaime Chavez, the coach. He's got a real-time update. Can you Tio and Horizon? Jaime, take it away. We've got 3.38 left in the fourth quarter. It is now Can you Tio 43 and Horizon 34. <laughs> Quarterback Jacob Kiha, he just fired a six-yard touchdown pass to Aaron Barreño, and the two-point conversion failed. And then right after that, Horizon tried an onside kick, but the ball went out of bounds. And now that we've got the, it's, we're down to 327. Canutio's ahead, 43 to 34, and we've got a second and long. Canutio's got a second and long. Now they moved into into Horizon territory, a second and long at the 44 yard line, and they're just Canutio's taking its time. They're just taking some time off the clock with you know, 309, and the clock is running. Okay, Jaime, we appreciate that. Thank you so much as we continue. Again, Canyon Teal on top of Horizon, 43-34, right there. And the big play there, Adrian. Uh, Paula Melendez and, and his Scorpions, they scored the touchdown, decide to go for two. They could have kicked the extra point. That makes it 43-35, and they're still that would get them within one score, a touchdown and a two-point conversion. He said, let's go get the two right now. Well, that backfired on them. They're nine points down. they got to score twice to win this ballgame. Let's go back to Jeremy Caranco, and then we'll get to Alex Nicolas for a wrap-up of Del Valle and Chapin. But before we do that, let's go to Andrus and Jefferson. Jeremy, take it away. 7-34, fourth quarter. Andrus 28, Jefferson 21. Jefferson goes three and out there. 
They've, as we last spoke, they're at their own 30. They can't get much going. Alcala punts it away, and Andres will get the football back up seven with 7.34 left in the fourth quarter, 28-21 at their own 29-yard line. That's where we are right now. Again, 7.34, fourth quarter, Andres 28 and Jeff 21. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Hang with us. We'll, we'll get right back to you. A close one right there, Paul, but Jefferson having trouble moving the ball. And I think the headline here is that Jeremy Cronko finally got a good game. Yes, sir. That's exactly <laughs> Both teams right. scoring? I mean, what a concept. What is this? For Jeremy Cronko, hey, we got to give him a bad game next week. But uh, speaking of a bad game, this was not a bad game. This mm. was a fantastic finish. Uh, Chapin topping Del Valle to win the district title. They win 14-10. to Let's go to Alex Nicolas for a wrap. Alex, take it away. Final score is Coach Ryan Warner holds up the trophy and the team mobs him here on the near sideline. Chapin celebrates their ninth district title in school history as they defeat Del Valle 14-10. Chapin, 403 total yards of offense. They ran 88 plays. Mason Sandifer probably going to have a sore arm tomorrow. 21 of 48 passing, 232 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. But one of the unsung heroes of this game, didn't mention him the whole broadcast this evening, but Gio Aguilar came in with just 26 carries, 61 yards tonight, 32 carries, 138 yards on the ground. Didn't score a touchdown, but he was beneficial in keeping the ball pretty much out of Del Valle's hands offensively. Timothy Zeke Pastran, nine catches, 102 yards. Anthony Rivera, six catches, 62 yards and a touchdown. Del Valle, 262 yards of offense. Jesse Ramos with a very valiant effort tonight. 17 of 29 passing, 238 yards and a touchdown, but two sacks deep in his own territory really kind of decided this one. Brandon Thayer, six catches, 83 yards. Eli Molina, four catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. So for Chapin, they improved to 8-2 and two on the year, 3-0 and oh in district, uh, district play. Of course, the District 15A D1 champions. They go into the playoffs on a seven-game win streak. They will host Caprock, and it appears that this will be dependent on what Austin does. It seems like Chapin wants to play at Austin High School. So if Joey Panisi uh, reported that correctly, where Austin's going to host Thursday, it looks like Chapin could possibly host Friday. Del Valle is expected to host Amarillo next Friday at 6 p.m. kickoff from Conquest Stadium as Del Valle will go into the playoffs. 7-3 and three overall, but again, for Del Valle, they have the second longest playoff streak ongoing right now in town. So they're going to have to pick themselves off the turf. A very, very tough loss, basically on an illegal procedure while they were in the red zone. So wrapping up here from Irvin's Tony Shaw Memorial Field, Chapin defeats Del Valle 14-10. And Adrian, as Alex Nicolas uh, already knows, the Austin Panthers always want to play on Thursday. <laughs> Ever since Eric Pichardo has been there, that's been their night, and I'm sure it will be once again. You don't, you don't have to be Karnak to predict that one. Let's go back to Jeremy Caronco, see if there's been any action since we last spoke to him, Jefferson, and Andrus. Jeremy, take it away. 5-0-5 and counting fourth quarter. It is still Andrus, 28 and Jefferson 21, Andrus now moving the football across now into Jefferson territory at the 45-yard line. Malcolm Anderson with back-to-back eight-yard carries. Here's Cooper under center. He's got the snap wildcat formation to his right side. He's breaking free. He's all the way to the Jeff 20, and he slides out of bounds at the 18. And that's where Andrus has the ball now in the red zone. 4:43 fourth quarter. It is Andrews 28 and Jeff 21 with a first down and 10 at the Jefferson 18 yard line. Wow, great stuff there, Jeremy. We'll keep you on with us, and uh, we'll get back to you in just a little bit. First, uh, let, let's get back to the phone lines right now and welcome on Steve Escajeda. It's Americas and Eastwood. Steve, take it away. 
We've got uh, 656 and counting left here in the ball game. It is now Eastwood 72, mm. America's 8. America's finally scoring on the Caleb Miller 62-yard line to make it 57 to 8. Uh, since Sammy's going to score twice, Andrew Martinez, the starting quarterback, is still in there. An 8-yard touchdown pass to Evan Macias, and then a 10-yard touchdown pass to Aaron Rodriguez. Uh, Martinez in the ball game. Uh, 19 out of 28, 323 yards, 6 passing touchdowns, 2 rushing touchdowns, which is winning for these final minutes to go. We're right well, it wasn't all uh, Parkland night today here at Matador Stadium with a final, the Parkland Matadors 49, the uh, Hanks Knight 0. We did have that long delay from uh, from a serious injury with uh, Hanks Clary was uh, taken off by uh, taken off the field by an ambulance in the EMS crews. We hope that he's better. But tonight it was all Parkland Matadors to seal their deal. They will probably play, from what I understand, the Austin Panthers. Would that be right, Paul? If I'm not mistaken, Correct. it will be on a Thursday night because Austin loves to have Thursday night games. So, uh, live again and final. Finally got it done with the final score here at Matador Stadium. The Parkland Matadors, victorious tonight, 49 to the Hank Knight Zero. Couldn't have said it better myself. Ray Adalto, spot on with the uh, the playoff matchups there. Now, exactly right. Let's go out to Isaiah Ramirez. Welcome on El Dorado and Bel Air. Isaiah, take it away. It's the final here at Highlander Stadium on senior night for the Bel Air Highlanders as El Dorado defeats Bel Air 63 to 21. Uh, it was just all El Dorado in the second half as they went 35 uh, to 7 as far as points go. They were just um, blowing out the Highlanders. It was just uh, one uphill battle for the too much for the Bel Air Hunters to come back from. Uh, for the Aztecs, it was a Quincy Estrada at Thomas Nielsen Bates show. Both uh, junior players uh, got it done on the ground with Quincy Estrada going 13 carries, 142 yards, of four rushing touchdowns. And he was uh, in the quarterback position tonight. It was just simply, you know, just a quarterback sneaks, and he was getting it done through there. Uh, for Thomas Nielsen Bates, he was seven carries, 118 yards, with two touchdowns for the Aztecs. Um, they will earn the three seed, also earning their first win in District uh, Super 5A tonight. Going four four and seven overall in the regular season, they would uh, travel to play Amarillo Tuscosa. For Bel Air, they would go on to play Lubbock Cooper um, in the by district round as they uh, get tagged with the four seed, going zero and three in district two and eight overall. Uh, for the Highlanders, they uh, it was a bad night for Nick Chavira as he was held at sixty three yards with ten carries coming into the night. He had twelve hundred yards rushing for the Highlanders. Um, so once again, final I hear at Highlander Stadium as. El Dorado defeats Bel Air 63-21. And Adrian, this just in from Fabens in the battle for third and fourth place in District 1-4A. Mountain View holds on for victory 22-15, a late touchdown as they beat homestanding Fabens. That was 22-15? Wow. I love it right there. Hey, really appreciate Isaiah Ramirez jumping on board with us this week. Really appreciate the update right there. Uh, let's get out to uh, it's Jaime Chavez. Actually, before we get to Jaime Chavez, let's go to Jeremy Caranco. Let's go back to Jefferson and Andres. Uh, Jeremy, take it away. 
206, fourth quarter, Andrews 28 to Jefferson 21. And right now is the Eagles at the Jefferson five yard line looking to put this game away with the touchdown here. This would close the game out. A 151 and counting, Andrews looking over to the sideline to their coaches as the clock now reaches 144 again. It is a second down and goal at the five-yard line of Jefferson, and we have a play here. So it is Cooper under center. Evan Gonzalez, the senior behind him, and he ha- – no, it is Cooper behind Gonzalez, and he runs it in for a touchdown, a five-yard wow. touchdown for Cooper, and 132 now, fourth quarter. It is Andrus 34, pending the extra point to Jefferson 21. And, man, what a close game this was here. Let's see if Andrus can finish off Jeff but. Right now, a big score from Cooper. That's his second of the night, guys. So that puts him on the game. 159 unofficially on 16 carries and two scores. And Malcolm Anderson has three as well. The two all night really having to carry this offense. And the PAT, let's see here, it is up and is good. So 132, fourth quarter, Andrus. 35 and Jefferson 21. Great job, Jeremy. Hang with us. We'll get a wrap with you in just a little bit. Paul, I'll send it back to you. Yeah, for District 24A final scores, the first one, oh, what a surprise, Lakeview 0 and 2, 2 and 7 versus Big Spring, the Big Dog 1 and 1, 5 and 3, 49 35 from San Angelo Lakeview. Lakeview beats Big Spring 49 to 35. And with that loss, that means the Andrews-Fort-Stockton contest, the winner of that game is going to be the district champion. And the winner of that game was Andrews at Fort Stockton, 47-28 to winners. And Andrews is going to be the top seed out of District 2-4A. Fort Stockton will be the two seed. Big Spring would have been the three, but Lakeview beat them head up. Wow, one and one, that's absolutely correct. Lakeview jumps into the three spot. Big Spring falls to the four. So we thought we knew the Riverside and Lakeview were going to run into each other, but who knew Lakeview was going to upset Big Spring? It's going to be Riverside and Big Spring, round one. Riverside, I told you, has been trying to flip for home and home. They're trying to do that with Lakeview. Let's wow. see Let's see what they swing with Big Spring, who drops all the way down to the four spot. And your champion is Andrews. That means they're going to get the loser of the Mountain View Fabens game. We just heard that's 22-15. Mountain View, Fabens is the loser. Fabens and Andrews will square off, uh, assumedly at a neutral site, assuming they could find one. And the team that falls to the two seed is Fort Stockton. They will get the winner of that Fabens game, which is Mountain View. Going back to Andrus, this season, the Golden Eagles have had so many close games. I'm going to reel off some close ones for you, Paul. 24-20 victory over Parkland. They uh, squeeze past Bel Air 48-42. They lose narrowly to Burgess 35-34. Uh, you, you know, of course, we can omit Irvin and El Paso. Those right. two are blowouts right there. But you hear today uh, Andrus Jefferson and how close of a game this one really was. Uh, they've played a lot of teams very close closely this whole year and you know when you're when you're down some personnel some skill guys again remember Malachi Doe was their running back 
Malcolm Anderson was just some guy that would take a jet sweep three or four times a game. Yeah, that that was a couple of months ago, man. This is a totally different team. Uh, once they get Jeremiah Cooper back in there, I mean, he was instrumental in that uh, final put-away drive. The ball was in his hands, and, you know, he made good things happen. And Andrews found a way to, to squeak through. And with that, they become champs along with Austin and Burgess. Tri-champs in District uh, 25A. And remember, due to the agreement signed amongst those 5A teams locally, all three of those teams from District 25A get to host the Andrus Eagles. They're going to host the Esled Indians next week. The Austin Panthers, they're going to host the Parkland Matadors, who grabbed the third spot with that win over Hanks tonight. And the Burgess Mustangs, tri-champs, but three-seed in District 25A, they are going to get to host the loser of the Canutillo Horizon game. And that, that looks to be uh, Horizon, Canyon T.O. winners, one seed. They're the only team that's going to get to host out of District 1-5A. Wow, did they get hosed this year. Let's, uh, let's go out to uh, Jaime Chavez and see if there's a final out there, Canyon T.O. and Horizon. Jaime, go ahead. It's a final. Canyon T.O. 43, Horizon 34. And Canyon T.O. is a District 1-5A Division II champion. And L.J. Martin... Just over 2,000 yards, 182 yards rushing tonight, 21 carries, and he was at 177 short going into uh, tonight's game. He had touchdown runs. Martin, the junior running back of 50, 38, and 16 yards, and a 76-yard touchdown reception from Devin Granados, and a 95-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Now, on the other side for... uh, for Horizon, Jacob Kihas, four touchdown passes, two to Ernie Garcia of 46 and 8 yards. And Kihas also had a 46-yard touchdown run. He was 18 of 26, 212 yards uh, passing. The uh, four touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, but he was sacked three times. He also had 12 carries tonight, 108 yards rushing for Kihas, who was uh, trying to keep his uh, team on track. So, Canutillo finishes the regular season at 9-1, 4-0 in district. They're going to host Jefferson next week. Horizon, 5-5 after starting uh, the season at 2-4. 5-5 overall, 3-1 in district, and they'll be at Burgess next week. And Chris Babcock is right about one thing. This is the high desert, this uh, this Horizon, <laughs> Horizon neighborhood, a beautiful one. But the final score tonight from Scorpion Stadium, Canutillo. 43, Horizon, 34. Great job, Jaime. We'll see you out at the Union Draft House. Thank you so much for the great coverage. As always, let's head out to J.D. Sursley. Been a while since we uh, got an update from Burgess and uh, and El Paso. J.D., take it away. All right, two minutes left in the game. Pretty much going to wind the clock down. Burgess, 56, El Paso High, 22. A lot of fight for El Paso High, a little too late. Um, Jason Carrillo with the 72 interception. Uh, 72 yard interception um, and then Christian Carrillo with the late 28 touchdown which gave uh, El Paso High 22 points uh, but after the third touchdown from Tavares Jones um, 330 yards rushing they, they ended up sitting him uh, Adam Sierra with the, with the touchdown as, as long as uh, also Jesus Torres with the touchdown so which made it 56 points for Burgess I'll pass the high 22, a minute and 50 left in the game. Appreciate it, J.D. Give us a call when your game is done, and we'll get you out of there with a wrap. I appreciate that. Yeah, career-high rushing for DeVaris Jones. He's never gone over 300 yards before, so ends his uh, senior season, his, his Burgess High School football career in style.
Let's go back to uh, Jeremy Caranco to see if we've got a final with Jefferson and Andrus. Jeremy, take it away. Okay, guys, 17 seconds, fourth quarter, uh, Andrus 35, Jeff 21. Um, we'll see if this is the last play of the game. Alcala airs it out to Dylan Gonavaro across the 50. It's incomplete. Eight seconds left here in the fourth quarter. Jeremy, um, how about we- this? How about we How about we run down some final stats right now, and then uh, and then once this game is over, you let us know. Sounds great. All right, go ahead. You give us some final stats. All right, great. So, um, eight seconds, as I mentioned. Jefferson looks like they will fall on this one. So, um, Jefferson will travel to Ken UTO next week. Andrus will host East Plateau. Those are your bi-district actions. Of tri- um, Andrus sharing the bi-district crown. Andrus the four, uh, Jefferson the four seed. So, uh, stat-wise, we can tell you Malcolm Anderson was the star for Andrus. Three touchdowns, 197 yards unofficially. Uh, let's let's get you this last play. Alcala throws it, and it is intercepted. Yes, that is the ball game. It was not Cooper. Yes, that was no, that was not Cooper. That was number 14 for Andrus and Jordan Pay is the senior. So a good finish for a senior there. Uh, Andrus final 35-21 on the night. Uh, we were talking about Anderson. So uh, three touchdowns, 197 yards on 13 carries. Cooper 159, two interceptions, two touchdowns for, on 16 carries there, and no passing game for Anderson as you expect with Elias Duncan. A big, another big story for Anderson. Not seeing action tonight was him unofficially due to um, not not injury but other reasons not mentioned by the Andrews coaching staff. So uh, Jefferson was led by Nathan Alcala, 13-29, the seniors, last regular season game, 215 yards, a touchdown, and an interception, uh, and 63 yards on the ground, and two touchdowns. He really kept Jefferson in this ballgame in a very, very entertaining game. Jefferson, the, the story for them this year, they were unable to beat the top dogs, Burgess Andrews, and Austin, they fall all those games. That's why they end up in the four seed. So it's a final, guys. A great game uh, late. It is Andrus 35. Again, Andrus hosting the slider next week. And it is Jefferson 21. They will travel to face Ken Utio on the blue turf and by District Action. Great job, Jeremy. Thank you so much for all the coverage. We'll see you out at the Union Draft House uh, out at Sunland Park. We're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, playoff outlook, final scores from Eastwood and Americas, also final scores from Burgess and El Paso. We'll get that all for you. Stay with us as Football Friday Night continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. I promise you, I promise you, Bo Bagley will be back in action next week. I promise I'll be back in action out in the field reporting. So that'll be fun. Uh, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with Paul McKinnon, Angel Munoz. I'm Adrian Broaddus. Football Friday night week 11 uh, is wrapping up right now. Final scores all across the city of El Paso. For the 1-6A title, the Franklin Cougars defeated the Pebble Hill Spartans 35-13. Uh, Eastwood on top of America 72-8. We'll get a wrap from Steve Escajeda in just a little bit. Chapin uh, uh, beat Chapin beat Del Valle 14-10, and that is for the District 1-5A Division I title. Candy Tio with a 43-34 win over Horizon to claim the Division 1-5A Division II, uh, the Division II District title. Parkland beats out Hanks. 
49 to nothing. They make it into the playoffs. Uh, Andrus claiming a share of the district title with a 35-21 victory over Jefferson. Burgess defeats El Paso 56-22 from today. Also, Austin defeating Bowie 54 to nothing. El Dorado defeats Bel Air. Did I get this right? 63 to 21. Is that what I is that what I heard from uh, our Isaiah Ramirez right there, Paul? That's the same thing I wrote down. Yeah, it came from out of nowhere. That was a close game, you know, into the third quarter. Exactly. Another final score to get to. Mountain View defeats Fabens 22 to 15. Montwood beats uh, Socorro 41 to 13. Uh, any other scores that we could get to? Paul, San Eli Clint, Anthony Alpine trying to get those scores right now. Uh, not trying too hard. We got a final from uh, from Clint, did we not? Oh, I guess the last, yeah, the last one I see was thirty-five to seven. Okay, all right, Clint. No, am I not sharing these things with you? No, I guess not. Being greedy with the <laughs> uh, with the far east scores. Perfect, perfect. Well, I I love it right there, Clint on, on top of San Eli defeating them thirty-five to seven. Uh, those are some of the uh, local scores we have here in town. Paul, let's get another uh, look at the out of town scores. Yeah, quick look. The one that was the most important tonight, of course, was uh, Legacy Permian uh, at Grande Communications. Legacy wins that one, 34-21, moves to 9-1 and on the season, 6-0 and in the district, undefeated district champs. And uh, because they do and avoid a three-way tie, which could have been as messy as the, the one we came near uh, here locally, uh, Legacy, as I said, takes the one seed. They'll be the one seed in the big school playoffs. Remember, 32-6A uh, districts throughout Texas the four playoff teams, two go to the big school, the ones with the highest attendance. The lower-attended schools go to the small schools. A Midland Legacy, a lot of people go there. They go to the big school along with Odessa Permian. Legacy will be the one. Permian will be the two. And uh, they will face our Franklin and our Pebble Hills. Pebble Hills is going to go to Legacy. That will be next weekend. And the Franklin Cougars get to host the Mojo as they come on in. Elsewhere, Abilene beat Central last night, 49-14. They finished 6-1, 7-3 on the season. Friendship all over Midland, 51-37. Still kicking themselves for playing an ineligible player in the opener of a district versus San Angelo Central. That forfeit loss in a game that they won cost them a trip to the playoffs and let San Angelo Central in. Elsewhere, uh, Thursday night, this was huge. Lubbock Coronado flipped District 25A with a win over Tascosa, 48-29. Oh, by the way, uh, their quarterback, uh, B.J. Daniel, uh, goes down with a broken leg in that one. So Tascosa, when uh, they host the oncoming, I guess it's El Dorado next week, um, they're going to be doing it with a brand-new quarterback under center. So that should be interesting. Lubbock Coronado gets to host, of course, also. They get the, the loser of uh, that Dorado game. That's going to be Bel Air. Bel Air making the trip to Lubbock Coronado. Uh, Caprock beat Lubbock High 58-20. They're the fourth seed in that district, and they'll be traveling uh, this direction. Monterey beats Paladero 38-30. Elsewhere, Cooper shuts out Canyon Randall 48-zip. They go perfect in their district, 5-0. Finish the season nine and one. Randall falls to five and five, two and three. Wichita Falls falls to Wichita Falls. Ryder fifty eight to twelve. Ryder finishes the season nine and one, and as usual, ready for those playoffs. Abilene Wiley they take down Plainview thirty five to nothing. They move to two and three in that district. Plainview falls to one and nine. And of course, in the crazy two four a, the craziest uh, uh, district of them all tonight. Andrews with a big upset. 47-28, they beat Fort Stockton 3-6, now 4-6, and six, 
beats 8-1, now 8-2. Andrews takes the district crown with that surprise win. Fort Stockton drops into the two-hole. Big Spring falls to Lakeview. Lakeview, 2-7, 0-2 in the district coming in. 49-35, they win that one. Lakeview grabs the three seed. Big Spring falls all the way down to the uh, fourth spot. And that means Andrews is going to host Fabens. Well, not host. These guys usually go neutral, though some of our teams are talking about flipping for home sites. Riverside's done it for sure. So Andrews and Fabens, Fort Stockton and Mountain View. Lakeview is going to get Clint and uh, Big Spring. Uh, who's left? Oh, of course, our district champions. Riverside probably can't be too happy facing a pretty good Big Spring team. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Big Spring falls to one and one in the district. Uh, finished the season five and four overall. So that's going to be your two four a matchups at sites and times to be determined. Let's go to JD Sursley. We get uh, and let's get a wrap on Burgess and El Paso. JD, take it away. All right, um, Burgess fifty six, El Paso High twenty two. Uh, Jerry Chayes, I guess you can say the best part of El Paso High didn't. Beaten and battered, but didn't quit to to the end. Um, he ended up with 240 yards passing with two touchdowns. Uh, but obviously, the Burgess Mustangs a little too powerful with Travaris Jones, 330 30 yards, um, three touchdowns on the ground, and then Ray Campos. I mean, what a day! He had a passing touchdown, a running touchdown, a kick return for 75 yards, touchdown, and an interception. I mean, that kid was all over the field tonight. Uh, but, yeah, Burgess Mustangs, 56, El Paso High, 22 final. Thank you so much, J.D. We'll see you out at Union Draft House. Uh, appreciate the coverage. Let's go out to Steve Escajeda for a wrap on Americas and Eastwood. Steve, take it away. Thanks a lot, guys. Well, it's all over here at Trooper Stadium with Eastwood, a resounding 72-8 to victory over the Americas Trailblazers. Uh, America's uh, their season ends tonight. They finish at three and seven on the season. Eastwood, by virtue of this victory, they make it to the playoffs. They're six and four. They're going to travel to Abilene next week. Again, it's going to be a toughie, but at least they get to play. Um, again, this game was twenty-one nothing in the first quarter, and it just got worse from there for America's. Um, speaking of the Trailblazers, uh, they were led tonight by their quarterback uh, Mark Moore. He was only six out of eleven for fifty-three yards passing the ball. But he did rush for 149 yards, and uh, Caleb Miller came into the ball game uh, to rush for 84 yards on five carries, and he scored America's only touchdown of the ball game. For Eastwood, they were led on the ground by Sam Lopez, 13 carries, 217 yards on the night. He scored a touchdown. Uh, quarterback Andrew Martinez, big ball game, 19 out of 28 for the air, 323 yards, six big touchdown passes. No interceptions. He also rushed for 95 yards and two more scores on the ground. He had two really good receivers tonight. Aaron Rodriguez, nine catches for 131 yards and three touchdowns. Curtis Murillo chipped in. Chipped in, that's right. Eight catches for 175 yards and two more scores. Um, total yards, uh, America finished with 317, 264 on the ground, 53 for the air. Uh, for Eastwood, 699 total yards tonight, very balanced, 322 on the ground, 377 through the air. Again, just one yard short of 700 total yards in the ballgame. This game was over from the very beginning. Eastwood goes to the playoffs. They're going to take on Abilene next week. 
by virtue of their 72-8 to victory over America. And Adrian, a couple of uh, sites and times that are no longer to be determined because they have been determined. Uh, Mountain View and Fort Stockton going to square off next week. Uh, that's a Friday game at uh, Van Horn. It's going to be a 6 o'clock kickoff El Paso time, so 7 p.m. CST. And I believe we already heard uh, Alex Nicholas tell us that Del Valle was going to be a 6 o'clock host uh, next Friday, and of course they have Amarillo High coming in, and that is going to be a fun contest. As I said, Amarillo is going to be seeing red after thinking they were going to get to host, and now they have to travel to El Paso. Let's run down the. Uh, let's actually run down some playoffs uh, matchups, kind of like we've been talking about. But let's start off from the top with one six A Franklin becoming the uh, champions at a one six A. They defeated Pebble Hills today, thirty five thirteen. Give me the breakdown for this district. Well, we know that Franklin's going to host Permian. Franklin uh, and Pebble Hills are going to be the big schools. That happened by virtue of Eastwood's blowout victory over Americas. If Americas had gotten into the playoffs, Pebble Hills would have gone down to the small school, but they did not, obviously. Eastwood all over the, the Trailblazers tonight. Can't even remember. I can't count that high. 73-8, I think, is the last score I remember. It's the last score 72, I want. 72-8, yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's the last score I want to remember. <laughs> so Eastwood into the playoffs. That pushes Pebble Hills into the big school. Franklin's the one seed in the big school. They're going to host Odessa Permian. Losers tonight to Legacy. And that leaves to Pebble Hills. With a win tonight, there was a chance they would have been able to host. Instead, they're traveling, and they're traveling off to Midland, Grande Communication Stadium, for a matchup with Mighty Legacy. 5-1 uh, and one in that district. Oh, excuse me, they finished 9-1 uh, and one on the season. Uh, Midland Legacy, formerly Midland Lee, in case anybody's confused. Uh, uh, elsewhere, uh, Eastlake is going to be the one seed in the small school. They're going to get fourth place, San Angelo Central. That'll be at the SAC uh, Side in time, I guess, still to be uh, determined. And Eastwood, when they won, they're going to go to Abilene in the small school. That's District 16A, all four of the playoff qualifiers. Let's go over to uh, Super 5A right now. We find out that Chapin is the district title winners. Uh, instead, uh, Del Valle t- takes the second seed. Give me the breakdown for this one in the playoff outlook. Yeah, the 5As are so much simpler because it's just one versus four. Your first versus their fourth. And in District uh, uh, Super 1-5A this year, Chapin, by virtue of their win over Del Valle, is the one seed, and they're going to get the four from 2-5A. And that's going to be uh, Amarillo Caprock. Caprock's the fourth. They'll be coming to visit uh, Chapin. That's not going to be at Irvin Memorial. Uh, I hear that uh, they may be hopeful they can get their hands on R.E. McKee Stadium. Talk about a home field advantage uh, coming and, and playing in that uh, nostalgic uh, 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 place, R.E. McKee, you know, R.R. Jones. Second only to R.R. Jones maybe in uh, and, you know, maybe a Sledda's Hutchins Stadium. It's been around for a while. I'm, I'm sure uh, whoever comes in. And in this case, it's going to be Caprock. is going to be uh, thrilled to, to play a game uh, <laughs> at that place. Uh, elsewhere, Del Valle, of course, loses tonight. They become the two seed. Amarillo High is going to come to them, come to Conquest Stadium. And we hear that's going to be a 6 o'clock kickoff Friday here in El Paso. Elsewhere, El Dorado beats Bel Air tonight. They become the three seed. That means they are going to travel to the two seed in Super 5A. That's Amarillo Tascosa, who dropped to Lubbock Coronado last night. And not only did they drop, but their quarterback, Daniel, a kid who'd run for almost 800 yards, he went down as well. So a Tascosa team with a brand-new QB is coming to town. You know, that might not mean a lot, but, I mean, it's something. Tascosa, still a handful 
and uh, El Dorado. Uh, I'm sorry if I said they were coming to, to us. We're definitely going to them. Bel Air is going to be traveling to Tascosa. And, of course, El Dorado. No, the other way around. El Dorado is going to Tascosa. And fourth place, Bel Air losers to El Dorado tonight. They're going to go to the champs, Lubbock Coronado. All right, let's uh, break down 5A Division Two. I think I've got this one on my end. Burgess. Give it a host. shot. All right. Burgess will host uh, Horizon, as we talked about today, with uh, Candy Teo beating out the Scorpions. Parkland squaring off against Austin. That one taking place Thursday, correct? At Austin High School. That's it. R.E. McKee Stadium. We were just talking about it. There you go. Andrus hosting Ysleta. That's another one right there. And then the easy one to, to kind of piece together. The only team uh, actually hosting one out of this district, it's Canyatillo hosting Jefferson. And for any fans of District 15A out there saying, hey, what the heck's going on? How come 25A is hosting all the games? We've talked about this a few times, but uh, just to catch up the late folks. There's, there's been an, there was an agreement signed years back here uh, locally that uh, district champs need to be able to host regardless. So even though Andrus, Burgess, Austin all tied for first place in 2-5A, Andrus the one seed, Austin the two seed, Burgess the three seed, they are all still district champs. And according to that agreement, which I'm thinking won't last too much longer, I don't know what the shelf life is on that thing, but uh, they can't burn it up quickly enough, especially if I'm a rise in a team that ought to be hosting a game, and instead uh, i got to travel to Burgess. Uh, that's the reason for it, and, you know, that's the law, and that's what you got to go by. You don't, uh, you don't whine about it, but you try and get rules changed, and, and maybe somebody ought to be thinking about, about that. And by somebody, I'm thinking Paula Melendez, the head coach of, Secor- of uh, Horizon, but uh, you nailed it absolutely right. Uh, those are the district matchups for the local 1-5-A's. Let's uh, wrap it up. 1-4-A, you mentioned this one before, but let's get one last uh, update on the playoff outlook for 1-4-A. Yeah, we won't go through uh, what happened to crazy 2-4-A uh, tonight, but uh, everybody you expected to win lost, and everybody you expected to, l- to lose won. And uh, because of that, Riverside's going to wind up not hosting, as I said, they're trying to flip for home and home. We'll see what happens there. They haven't come to any agreement yet. I mean, they didn't know they were dealing with Big Spring until about uh, maybe eight minutes ago, in a sense. Uh, Riverside, 9-1, 4-0. They're going to get Big Spring, which was considered, you know, maybe the tough, second toughest team in 2-4A. Clint finishes second, 5-5, five and 3-1, five, and, and excuse me, with the win tonight over San Eli. And they're going to uh, match up with Lakeview which was considered the worst team in the district. So if you're Clint, right now you're feeling maybe pretty happy. You're getting a team you didn't expect. Maybe one you think you can have a little more success with. Riverside, not so much. As for Mountain View, they can't be too thrilled. Won the game against Fabens. In a sense, you think you're getting maybe an easier team. They get Fort Stockton, the defending uh, uh, 2-4-A champs, the team that thought they were going to be champs, again, until those same eight minutes ago when uh, they got dropped by Andrews. And Andrews, they are your champs, and they are going to go up against Fabens 22-15 losers tonight uh, versus Mountain View in a good third-place elimination game. Let's go over to uh, our uh, updated standings. That's uh, after our show. You can check out 600ESPNElPaso.com for recaps, photos by Prep 1, and final scores from Football Friday Night. Make sure to subscribe to Football Friday Night On Demand for the replay of every show. So if you missed today, you could uh, check back tomorrow. You could check out Football Friday Night On Demand, and it is available wherever you get your podcasts. That will do it for us tonight, Week 11 in the books. Paul McKinnon, we're done for today. And now we got to turn the corner over to playoffs. Playoffs. I love it. I can't wait, man. Thanks so much as always, Paul. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back in action next week. All right, let's do it.